0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of the Lightbringers podcast I said that confidently even though I'm not sure if it's episode 8 I'm pretty sure I've been right every single time I'm never wrong and life is good and awesomely fantastic And I'm going to get onto the right page and we're going to talk to some amazing people Because we're doing a podcast as per usual Huzzah, hopefully this is working Let me just quickly make sure Oh yeah, there you go Excellent. And the music fades down a bit. That's very nicely done, Very Well done. Uh, have I put everyone's name right? I'm pretty sure I have. Warnix is back. Yes. Yes. Rooka is here and back. Hello. Proof I missed is... you all
1: last week.
2: Yeah,
0: we missed you as well.
1: We missed just so much. You My heart well. goes out to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now, they're here now. Can you still go out? I can still go out, I guess, if you wanted
2: to. I mean, sure. heart can always uh, talk to me. Oh, gosh, no. That doesn't like that. sound like you're going... You want me to take it
1: out, right?
2: It
0: doesn't sound like the heart's coming out of you. It sounds like something else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro! But, uh, oh, my
2: gosh. Get it together. Burping. <laughs>
0: I'm talking about burping.
1: Oh, if you want to hear me burp,
0: no. I can burp.
2: I would love to hear crew burp for the burp three a hours. lot.
0: Have you I seen the... I... Stop! <laughs> okay, Rook, get ready. Get ready for Fornax's amazing oh, yes. Avatar shenanigans. Uh, can you wave oh. to us?
3: Yes, I can. <laughs> <My brother. laughs> I haven't seen
2: the Avatar this whole time, Jebro, for the like but 40 minutes have not distracted you,
0: you haven't seen, seen it yet. anything yet. You haven't yet. Seen, anything you yet. seen anything yet. There were many actions. There are many hand actions as well that look like other things. Please, I?
3: please, everyone temper your expectations, okay? No. No, let's raise them up. There's let's the anger the face.
0: There's loads of stuff.
2: Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Go. No, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this You just look down and just
0: as uh, Crying it got angry, but hopefully they'll get angry later. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: i'm a a proud girl i rigged this bitch myself so i'm very (laughs) hey there
0: we go that's it how is everyone in chat i hope we are also good i'm gonna take a sip of coffee Mm. (sighs) that's not bad um (laughs) i haven't had one today it's our first coffee of the day you know i hope everyone is well We're on twitch.tv slash Jebryuni for the eighth episode of Lightbrings podcast. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, if you put it in Twitter and the internet and do hashtag Mental Health Awareness Month, you're going to find out about loads of stuff. The reason why it's a month of it is because, well, we should be aware of it every day of the year and our life and minute of the day and all the time uh, from to the past, back in the day, you know. When all the things big bang, then it should have been there. Before Mental Existence. health awareness month. Yes. Mental
2: health awareness month. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Love Mental exactly. health awareness. <laughs> Mental health awareness month predates all of us and will outlive all of us. It will be the sure. first and last thing ever conceived of in the universe. So I'm just glad that we could celebrate it right here, right now, in this point of time together. You know, yeah. just all be here.
0: It will be remembered. That's true. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'd appreciate that. emphasize my point even better. Should just let you do it. Should just done it. Should just said that earlier. Sure. Um, I'll get a bald
2: cap, Jebro, and then I'll just be—I'll become Jebra.
0: <laughs> you've got don't the accent down. It. It's just don't don't do the whole old I lady do have thing. I've the accent
2: down perfectly. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, this is how you sound. What? How so you
0: Charlie sound, Jebra? Sound like I'm flipping and not know, wheeling and dealing like flipping. <laughs>
1: So, what, actually, maybe. maybe. I know that um, shoe you wear anyway.
0: <laughs> okay, if I still All sound right. like that, that's okay. That's kind of how
3: we'll it's. Let's talk t- about
0: <laughs> mental health month. <laughs> yeah, that, the ths you got, you, they're dead on. Actually, <laughs>
3: Please, yeah. Whilst taking the piss out of the two Brits in chat, we appreciate it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I think who was it? Who was it recently? Someone said. I could tell where Jebra is from in London because of how he said it's THs or something someone <laughs> said. And I was like, what? And they were like, they got it. They were like East London, like east London. I was like, what? How? And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. That whole thing. That's <laughs> I the really
2: thing. love the way that Reader Geek has typed it out. Metal health bomb. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, <my laughs> I really Reader Geek it. knows me very well, unfortunately. <laughs> so like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh dear. Every, well, actually the whole streamer here that, hear that mostly for a long time every day month yeah although well, like that's more northern i guess anyway i don't say the or oh, like oh it's more like a you like an ah uh, like a month amount not a month month is more month. like northern isn't it for next
3: month
0: or month. you actually
3: yeah
0: actually i don't know where you're from in England. you don't have to reveal that cumbria
3: i'm a cumbrian
0: Oh, okay. Believe
3: it or not, I'm from, I'm from the lakes, from the north.
0: Oh, so you're fairly posh, okay? I'm, what? got <laughs> yeah, that would potatoes <laughs> Fairly <laughs> where, where, posh.
3: The town, the town I'm from, everything is Luke and BooK and Kook
0: mm. and that
3: kind of mm, deep northern stuff. Yeah. And if I if I talk to someone from my hometown, I can slip back into that a little bit. But I've lived everywhere. I've lived quite in a number of countries and a number of places up and down the UK, so yeah. it's kind of flattened out my my accent.
0: Yeah. So. And now you're just posh. Your posh accent now.
3: I have, I have a thing for that. There you go. There you go. That's Oh, okay.
0: Thank just you. Diana, there
3: you go. Nice. Yes. There it is. Perfect.
1: There it is. it is. Can't be rude. I a
3: whole podcast
2: of just the two of you talking about different dialects from Britain and the UK. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This sounds good. we will just be like
1: the passive viewers. We're and, you a lot do, and you can
0: anyway. just act them out as well. Yeah, like Kruv and I it. will
2: do them. And I I believe, crew you'll probably do a better job than I will. And I'll be laughing no. too hard to even really do a good job. So I think this no. will work great. I think this will work great. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about
0: <laughs> good compliments coming from B. You're very, very good at the things. Um, so take that... Put that in your pipe and smoke it. If you smoke a pipe, um, <laughs> you don't have to smoke a pipe. That's okay. I'm on the podcast. I'm gonna talk about mental health today. So it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and uh, on the serious on the on the serious note, even though we, we today may get a little bit heavy for a lot of people, if you are in chat and we're talking about anything that feels sensitive or uh, it feels triggering or it feels um as if it's gonna bring up some stuff for you that you may not be ready or thinking about talking about or you're not comfy just exit go leave uh it's okay and come back when you want it's okay that's take care of yourself that is important same if you're listening anywhere watching anywhere that's okay um we're not we're gonna be talking about mental health ethically um i am a trained mental health counselor i am gonna be going for my license and everything else so there's definitely people here as well who have are massive advocates and have a lot of experience, have done some kind of, you know, work around it and or, or just have a lot of insight to offer. Um and that's important and enough as well. So it's very, very good to have people here. I appreciate their vulnerability today as well. Three of you um coming on to talk about this stuff is not easy, especially if in front of people, uh millions and, and millions of people um that will be listening to this podcast, of course. Um <laughs> So yeah, it, it's it's gonna have some Guild Wars 2 in it, but we have Guild Wars 2 community members and I thought it would be a good time to talk about it. mental health since it is, is this month. And yes. Can we do an intro? We'll do a quick intro. Kroof, tell us what you do, where you do it. Hello.
1: Hello everyone. I'm Kroof. I do a lot of YouTube stuff where you can find me at Kroof. Guild Wars 2 videos, other MMO videos pop culture news stuff maybe, uh, but mostly Is that when you
0: scream on Instagram?
1: <laughs> do I scream on Instagram? No <laughs> was like, I, mean, I last did when I also have an Instagram where I post some stories, I might post them more to YouTube but um, yeah. I also do Twitch throughout the week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays Fridays, and the weekends are getting a little bit more uh, wishy-washy, Handic. it's kind of just when I'm available so thank you for having me on I like that you said Kroof
2: screaming on TikTok as though that is not something that would happen when very recently we did witness Kroof doing interpretive nose flaring on Twitch. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that both of those are completely within the realm of
1: possibility and or have happened in Kroof content creation, so. And uh, I even mentioned my TikTok, but I do have a TikTok, and uh, that's a little bit more fun, so... uh... (laughs) If you want to go find me over on TikTok, uh, you've been warned.
0: <laughs> cool, do it. Um, rookery. Tell us about stuff where you do it. All the things.
2: Yes. Hello, it's me, Rook. I don't do yet interpretive nose flaring, but I am considering oh. it. But uh, otherwise, you can find me playing MMOs, uh, usually two to three uh, three days a week on my own channel. Final Fantasy XIV or Guild Wars 2 are my big ones, although I've dabbled in a lot and play others on the side. Um, and then two days a week, I'm on podcasts. So the Lightbringers on Fridays and then Aetherite Radio, which is Gamer Escapes 14 podcast on Saturdays. And recently, I've also had the pleasure of getting to do a lot of shout casting, which I was not expecting, but I have fallen in love with. So um, if I'm not live on my channel, if I'm not live on the podcast, it's very likely that you will see me casting stuff. We just finished up uh, World's First for Final Fantasy XIV's Ultimate. Uh, a lot more PvP stuff in the future uh, for 14. And hey, I mean, I'm just thinking we need to get some good shout casting with Guild Wars 2 happening again, because I need to, like, round this schedule out. So if anybody wants to coordinate <laughs> these events, or you want me to shoutcast, you you just hit me up, uh, but you can find me on Twitch at Rookery, on YouTube at Rookery, where I try to get at least one video up per week, uh, and then around the internet, R-O-O-K-U-R-I. Uh, Twitter, it has an underscore after it, though, so. you
0: mm-hmm. could do a monthly tournament, that's true.
1: Oh yeah. I watched your raid coverage of Final Fantasy 14. I had no idea what was going on, but it was really good and fun.
2: My god, that fight is absolutely buck wild. So, I don't blame you for not knowing what was going on because most of the teams didn't even know. We were all figuring it out together. Uh, this latest fight was, I think, one of the most complex and longest end game PVE pieces of content I've seen in in co- like current MMOs. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty wild. It was definitely worth checking out, but we need to get where's 2 stuff going.
0: You can do a tri cast monthly automated tournament. There go.
2: I'm saying I think it'd be great also we have Lithy here in the chat who is also part of that ultimate casting hey Lithy but yeah it's uh, been a lot of fun it's been really cool I've been actually really loving getting into it so yeah keep an eye out usually I post on uh, discord and other places what's happening when because I'm doing a lot of stuff in a lot
3: of places so
0: collaborating like an absolute beast that's good that's what it's about and the Crichton Herald hello Fornax how are you doing today? Hi. Tell us all the things.
3: <laughs> Hi. That is not the hand gesture you said it was last time. It is a wave. Let's just prove it. That's, yeah, okay. Not sure.
0: Any...
3: We're not advocating for prostate health. We're not. No. Um... <laughs> we do advocate Hi. for
0: prostate health. This is the uh, sponsor of the show. Care
3: for your prostate. You'll miss it when it's gone. No. Yeah, hello. And...
0: <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, you're enjoying yourself. This is your time to talk. Doing the entire podcast. This is the best time for you to talk right now.
3: Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm Phonix. I um, my channel is The Cretin Herald. I make content for Guild Wars 2, Um, I do make content for other games, but I have been having an off period at the moment because I've had poor mental health. So nice segue into the the the, the chat today.
0: Yay! Poor mental. Oh, not, not good. Um, well, mm. we're going to be talking about that. We can talk about all the things. Um. I have some questions. Uh, we went through some questions. I was doing this till, like, 2 a.m. last night. This morning, I was thinking, oh, I don't know what to do the podcast on. And I was like, I want to do mental health, but also I want to do this, that, and the other this month. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. Um, but I was thinking about, initially, like, why we play games. And I was reading some articles, and I do loads of research on this myself because I'm starting to bring gaming into my counseling. And I was like, okay, is it ethical to play video games with kids? Because, you know, sometimes kids... A lot of kids play video games all the time. And there is a point where video games are good for lowering stress levels. They're very good for um, keeping us calm as well and bringing those emotions down a bit. But if you do that over a long period of time and you do that a lot, (laughs) you're not able to feel the feels, right? And we've got to feel the feels to move through the feels. Just, I'm putting this in really basic language because I don't. I'm just being careful. So, over time, if you if you just play video games to, as a coping me- mechanism, ultimately, it's not going to be enough, and you might put yourself into a bit of a place. I think most of it, most of us know this, and that addiction is related specifically to addiction normally as well in terms of alcoholism, drugs, and everything else. Anything you can get addicted to, including video games, is the main point it becomes a problem is when it is interfering with your normal life function and you're not able to live your life in a normal normal way i would say um but it is basically impairing your function your functionality in life you're not able to go outside you can't work you can't live um without basically using this thing um and gaming can gaming is a really good i'm (laughs) i know this is going to get deep today i know um, <laughs> gaming is really, really good. And it helped me a lot when I was going through my depression when I was younger. Um, and maybe I could have got... Maybe got to the point where it was a bit too much, but it was okay. Um, but it, And it helped me. So we're going to be talking about that a lot today as well. But I was just wondering from our guests... That's a bit of a weird intro to that, and I did not plan it that way. Uh, <laughs> I don't plan or script anything. You can tell, can't you? Um, <laughs> how does does gaming hmm. to put this question i've written the question on the document and i don't like the way i've written it uh i've said like does gaming help reduce your stress levels and it's just like it feels like that is a stupid question because i think it does but like how does it for all of you and i'm just i'm just wondering whether or not that makes sense like, what is it that give? What is it that helps you reduce your stress levels with games? And what is it maybe that you do in games to help that? Because we don't we don't always play games to release stress. That's not the only reason we play games. We play games to enjoy a story, to be competitive, to uh, explore worlds, um, to get out of uh, out of the situation we're in right now. You know, there's loads of reasons we play. So I guess, yeah. Why? What does it do for you? And What does it do for your mental health? I suppose.
1: Well, in, in my experience I feel like it, it does at times reduce my uh, stress or pressures from the world, while other times it just might be because of where I'm at in my life. It doesn't really do that. Uh, that could just be my procrastination side when I'm doing this and I know I should be doing something else, but you still have that voice in the back of your mind saying, you should go do that other thing. Uh, so mm. it it is an for me, an easy place to go to visually, audibly escape into a different texture of the world uh, and explore something different. And I tend to gravitate more towards MMOs rather than single-player games, because for me, it's not just the game that reduces the stress. It's the interacting with other people that sometimes mm. reduces my stress to get lost in, in their own stories and in their personalities and see uh, more people beyond just like my my city. So that's what I
0: use games for sometimes. Hmm. I like that. That's cool. So it's like a it's an, you're saying so it's an escapism but it's not an escapism from people. It's actually a joining with people to kind of experience what they're experiencing as well
1: yeah i think there are so many fascinating people and the internet is a great avenue to find those like-minded people and also those people who don't share your same beliefs and to see (laughs) different (laughs) different feelings of the world but in a good way not in a negative way but yeah. something being introduced to something you didn't think about or that you don't personally experience and learning from them and hearing from them so I like the human aspect to games a lot
0: cool well said I like it and also we are very very appreciative that we have met a fascinating person like yourself Griff. <laughs> <laughs> thank
2: you I, yeah, the way, the reason that I mostly play games is just to, like, pass your Kruf and just, like, just be there and just, like, exist with Kruf. Sometimes you, sometimes you don't even know, but I'm right there, Kruf i'm just hanging just watching around the corner <laughs> i'm
1: kidding
0: that's i thought i saw someone podcast. following me <laughs> that's a different podcast rook. we're gonna need several episodes
2: to dive into this uh no i'm
0: it's not this channel I say, watch
2: me send you a message after the podcast saying like hey group i was just kidding i want you to know i was just joking about that but like i do love you very much but um i don't follow you around the game creepily i promise i swear to you
1: <laughs> you could follow me around whenever you want rook but only
2: you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'll answer your question seriously now, Jetra. <laughs> no, I mean you don't have to. I
0: am mean, fine. I just don't know like, what's happening. I don't know.
2: That moment of suspense. Um no, I loved that. I loved that, proof. Like, I, I agree. I think there's something, and especially as we've seen, like, in the last couple years with the pandemic and with other things like that. I mean, even just, like, when I was shifting into adulthood, I guess, I, I hadn't been able to play MMOs before, um, mostly because I was sort of I guess, um, at the mercy of having a parent that didn't understand video games, didn't care about video games, mm. had no idea what technology was, and oftentimes, like, disregarded the value of that, right? Yeah. And so, like, for me, it was like, you know, I there was no way I was ever going to be able to convince my mom to get us a computer that could even run a game. Like, the one MMO that I saved money up for, which was Final Fantasy Eleven, funnily enough, way back when, um, I got knowing that it probably wouldn't work with our computer, but just hoping that for some reason... Mm-hmm. reason it would um i don't even think as a kid i knew that i would have to pay a subscription for it so i really did not oh, think this no. out to be honest um but because of that i mostly did my gaming um by myself like or like single player games by myself like um when i would go to my dad's house like he actually really loved games so he introduced me to some of my favorite series and like For most of my life up to adulthood, I primarily played single-player games. And I think for me, the reason that they were so liberating was because it allowed me to experience a world in a way that was my own, I I guess, if that makes sense. Like, especially when you're younger, regardless of your, like, parental situation or anything, right? Like you feel like you don't always have the most agency over who you are or that like you're really seen for who you are and games gave me everything from like my first forays into stuff like role-playing which then also helped me realize my own sexuality to um, really attractive characters in video games that also helped me realize my own sexuality to um, I mean Mm. even just creating like Creating characters that felt as though they were a true expression of myself versus, Mm -hmm. like, the confines of who I was kind of expected to be, be it from parents or stuff like that, or, you know, my mom specifically, um, it allowed me to have, like, a place where I felt... Seen and heard and like I had agency and then as I got older to like adulthood and beyond when I actually was able to get MMOs myself I think there was also like a shift in my life where like as a kid I had always felt like the people that I would resonate with the most I just didn't have near me Um mm. and eventually like in high school and stuff I found them but it wasn't until I was old enough to actually have something like an MMO and many of my friends like post college and all that kind of stuff had spread out across like the US and um um, you know being an adult and transitioning into that working life and all of that kind of stuff like the opportunity to like create those bonds and friendships felt so much harder to come by
4: mm-hmm.
2: so like it was almost like I did a, like a full circle return except now I actually did have a computer that could play the games and I could play them with people so yeah like to go long way around Kruf I think that aspect that you brought up as well about connection or conversely like the days where I don't feel like I want to be connected to people and I have my own way that I, you know, feel empowerment and agency within games. Um, I think a lot of times in my life it's helped buoyed me, like, through periods where I felt like I didn't have a lot of control over my own space or life, or I just didn't feel good about myself in the way that, like... I wanted to be and how I wanted to be seen and how I wanted to be acknowledged and heard. Um, And yeah, I mean, yeah, games have gotten me through a lot of hard times. They're also great for just focusing my mind during anxiety times because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like very specific tasks you can accomplish. And that connection with people is so strong. So I definitely do think there are ways that it reduces stress or, you know, has like helped me in mental health long term.
0: Yeah, that's a good, you bring up a good point in terms of anxiety as well. I, I mean, all of it, obviously, good points. Like, thank you for sharing as well, both of you so far. But like, there is that specific part as well about anxiety, and and then it was making me think about ADHD, and it's also making me think about neurodivergent peeps and how it like video games are actually a really, really good tool. There's a good question I've got later, like, what is your inventory like? And and there's um, a lot of people on TikTok as well who talk about integrating video games and mental health together and how like um teaching people how to be humble by playing ranked uh, pvp modes and things like mortal Kombat and other stuff like that um teaching people how to manage and um be like and look about look at how organized you can be in terms of or managing organization for like adhd peeps and people with um I think there was some stuff to do with OCD I was reading recently as well but like arranging stuff in a way that you know is not necessarily helpful to anyone else but is very unique to you and your situation and your class that you're playing and everything else and it was just like wow you can really like transfer a lot of these in life situations to games and like you know you can see yourself coming out in the games as well so it's another way of expressing yourself like you said like you both said um, and I feel like, you know, with other people as well, you can really gauge what they're like. You know, that person who hasn't got food, when they're going to a strike or a raid, you're like, <laughs> you're the, you're like me. <laughs> there's a similarity there. I'm that person. Uh, or runes, like you forgot to put runes on. <laughs> something like that. You know, there's different ways that we can express ourselves. That's a little bit different. But anyway, I'm just taking the piss out of myself. Um, for next... <laughs> I'm not sure what the question was now. Yeah, what, um, what, what was
3: the question again?
0: <laughs> In terms of, like, games <clears throat>, reducing stress levels, or even just, like, how you um, kind of got into games and what games do for, like, your mental health and how you can kind of connect with them and what they do for um, you, really. That's a bit of a broad, so, wide question.
3: <laughs> that is a deeply broad question. So, I mean, I've gamed for most of my, my life, um the first serious game that I played um outside of Pokemon of course uh was uh, actually World of Warcraft. Um yeah. it was it was it was the game that I bought a PC for. We had a PC I had to have my own. That was it. That was <laughs> that was the end of it. Um and so that's how I got in and I didn't realize how much so I am what did they say? Neurodivergent or neuroatypical person. Um, I have aphantasia, which is weird. You look it up. Um, and I have and I was diagnosed when I was eight years old with ADD so attention deficit disorder and all sorts of weird stuff. And I'm also dyslexic, so trifecta of crapness here. Um and when I got into gaming, I realized how much of the social cues that I just did not have a single clue about. I felt like I'd missed the lesson in school where you were took aside and learned how to read other people and like learn how to kind of interact and express yourself in ways that was that was acceptable to the group almost. Um, and so MMOs were kind of a, a, as a person who wasn't particularly a social butterfly mmos were kind of an introduction to social behaviors in a in a in a safe environment where i could observe and interact and it made me a better person overall just not a better person better to other people so that i could communicate with them better rather than being i guess i, I guess people saw me as very standoffish
0: Mm. Do you, and, and... You're saying you were learning how to communicate more effectively, do you think?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's uh, at, at school, I was very good at communication. And I, 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 in, in terms of conveying an idea or, or sort of creative writing and that kind of thing, I was always all right at that. But actually... To- that is a different skill set to having a conversation with another human being talking about abstractions Mm -hmm. of aspect and personality and preference and and politics and everything else. Uh, So, yeah. So for me, at the beginning, when I was able-bodied, MMOs were um, a social exercise and um, escapism, and it was also a less complex, complicated more understandable world the world we live in it's full of stupidity and complexity and irreconcilable um activities you know funding fossil fuels whilst our planet is burning down not taxing the holy motherfucking shit out of them to actually fix the problem that they set our world on fire with this is incomprehensible to me but when i am and reading that in the news there the, are the, the things you can do. you can't be completely defeatist, but you need to have a place of respite. So in terms of what they do for me now, in terms of stress, when I can't no longer deal with that or when I've exhausted my supply of of giving a, a crap of that, I jump into games to be in an environment where I could where the world makes sense, where the boundaries of morality are are reasonable and understandable and coherent to you know reason and rationality which they aren't in you know the mundane world that we live in
0: that's actually true does
3: that that, does that answer your question
0: yeah i I mean that's that's enough there is no right answer (laughs) there never is on this podcast so we just we just kind of dip and dive around it's like dodgeball. Um... Well, I, I
3: will say I will say that as a disabled person, and when mm. I was unable to I as I was housebound for a quite a long time with a, a severe spinal injury, um, the, the 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 gaming worlds that I inhabited took on a different aspect. It was an escapism, a pure escapism. I, I am stuck in this house, but I am not stuck here. I can explore the world through the internet. I can explore the world through Google Maps. I can explore the world and different stories through MMOs and RPGs and that kind of thing. And the, the other thing that I think, for, from personal point of view, is gaming is a way of questioning your belief system when held up to abstraction, so, if you have like dearly held belief systems and 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 they're rooted in family or that my my parents have always done this or this is part of my culture and then when you see that idea in its rawest form in its it's really primordial state in a in a game environment um by uh, all the the bias, the, the cognitive biases that we wrap around these sort of like in, ingrained notions of our belief systems gets stripped away, especially by science fiction and fantasy, and we could just mm. look at the reality of the situation, and then you can, you can become a better person by being able to analyze yourself and analyze your ideas in an environment where, you're, where it's non-judgmental.:
0: <laughs> That's what counseling is. <laughs> <laughs> literally what counseling is like that's funny that you said that it's literally like that is exactly the kind of and if anyone's ever wanted to know about therapy or like like if you have any questions i can i answer those 100 um and actually probably i i not that i'm delving into anyone's like life personal life but um uh, maybe others, others can as well um but like if you are in that space of it's like people you know if people aren't judgmental you are more inclined to be your authentic genuine self this is why instagram twitter and everything else is such an issue because people judge you based on like you know all these tiny little things like your twitch viewership or your pictures or your selfies or what you're doing or um and it's all very very fake and it's all very very harmful as well Mm -hmm. there are there is good that can come from it as well i would say um unfortunately i think it's more detrimental than anything else and it's unfortunately something i talk about with clients on a daily basis And, and it i mean specifically for kids because they don't have the mentality they don't have the maturity they don't have the growth that adults have to Potentially deal with that, and I would argue that adults don't either. <laughs> We're not ready. Yeah. We're not ready for this. <laughs> We're just not. Um, and we can yeah. see the the impact it has. But it's like anyway, I'm, I'm rolling off the point a little bit. Although to be but, fair, I don't think there is a point. I,
1: I loved what actual. you said, Fornax, in terms of using MMOs as almost mm. like an exercise and a teaching tool. And I started playing MMOs around probably when I was six or seven, and I credit. <laughs> which was yeah, which was last year um yeah, I credit, yeah. yeah we're six yeah yeah uh That's but i incredible. credit a lot of my understanding or skill in being able to talk to people being able to listen to people to mmos and i think starting hmm. early uh, you could be unlucky and i could have had a really bad time with it but maybe i ended up being lucky and i had a really good time with it. I was able to interact with adults in a way that wasn't them talking to me as if I was a child. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe I was my mindset perhaps you know was more uh mature than perhaps was my no- actual age. I'm not exactly sure, but I do credit MMOs and the internet to uh, a lot of what I do and who I am and I think starting so young I was able to kind of identify that a lot of these things like social media are kind of fake and and made up but just because they're fake and made up doesn't mean that they don't have weight. I mean if humans say that it has importance then it has importance because the majority of people say that it does but I think I've been able to maneuver a, a little bit more healthily than maybe some of my peers have been able to, perhaps because of that MMO upbringing.
0: <laughs> Potentially, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, like, the whole social media argument and all that kind of stuff is is probably another po- couple of podcasts in a, in a row. Um, it's like, I think it, there's definitely a mindset of, like, how you manage, manage yourself, I guess, in the spaces and what, what you want to get out of it and how you effectively are and i know that i know (laughs) we know that you know people aren't necessarily always the nicest people when they're playing mmo rpgs or playing pvp competitive games or or anything really because you know that you know abuse is knows no bounds when it comes to you know going from in person real life to like going into a game um but like with mmo rpgs and i can tell you about my own little story a little bit but like when i was a kid the first game. I mean, I I was born in 1981, Kruth. Um, so this so was two hundred years ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so games were like a, an exciting new experience for me. Like you know, games have still been around for a while, but like you know, they weren't like the best back then. They were still very awesome, but it was like text-based and stuff. Um, and I remember playing this like weird Batman 3D thing that I was obsessed with um but mostly it was about it was the same experience it was like we would go to each other's houses and play so you know we would play four-person mario kart or we would play like fighting games together like final fight or whatever um streets of rage and stuff where you can have two or three people on in the co-oping together it was normally co-op games and i used to play so during my GCSE exams, Crying Herald knows what this is. It's just like your, your exams you do when you're 16. They're like, they're not like SATs, but they're like for each subject. And it used to have I think they like, have
3: the same in America general education certificate. It's like standardized testing.
0: Uh, it's not standardized testing. <laughs> we have standardized testing. <laughs> Anyway we I brought loads of my my mates back home, and we'd have like a Super Nintendo in one room and I had a PlayStation one in another room and I had like my Sega Mega Drive or something in another one and we it was like an mMO because there were so many people like, together, so it was always about bringing a group of people together, like my mates together to play games and I always found like that was really helpful in connecting us together to have that thing in common. It was like football because I was massively into soccer sorry when i was a kid um and it's all right can can't stop football um seattle just won some massive thing as well recently which is really good um so that was always a thing and then as i got older i think i was i was in uni the worst time to get in an mmorpg world of warcraft came out in my last year that was bad and I was playing Planet Side. Planet Side was my first big, like, I'd say massively multiplayer thing. And this way, three teams come together and there's hundreds and hundreds of people and you're all just fighting. It's like World of World, basically. But just that's the game. Um, Planet Side 2 is still a very, very real thing that exists in the world. And it was all about connecting to people. It was literally all about connecting people. And ever since like, World of Warcraft, Warhammer Lions, where like, we'd hide, like guild meetups, we'd go out into London. Like, people from Europe came to London. We hired this house and we. You know, we really we went out and we enjoyed each other's company, but we all had mumble and different ways of connecting to our like Skype calls. And there were little sections in our community where we would talk. And we had an alliance with other guilds and other guilds joined us and we hung out in other places in Europe at gaming shows and different places. So it was really like and this is something that, that Rook said as well. Those connections when you're that age where you feel like people are kind of floating off and you know in school you're kind of put into this class and you're like you know we're just in this group together we don't necessarily have much in common actually to be fair and as we as we start to dissipate you realize that even more as you get older because you're, your interests expand even more so because you start to go into the world and then you get to this place where you're like shit i don't know these people <laughs> widely at all and i've got to find my people and i'm like 20 21 you know Um, and you do that kind of sometimes in uni and if you don't go to uni you might not have the opportunity and maybe like gaming is one of those ways and I think a lot of people do find that and I did Um, and it was massively important and unfortunately when I was that age I was going through a lot of shit myself like past history in my family depression is a big thing Um, you know my grandfather passed away at the time I had my first major huge relationship broke apart there was loads of stuff going on and then I started to go through my own depression. My escapism was playing World of Warcraft. It was huge for me. If I hadn't have got, I don't know if I, I don't actually know what I would have done if I didn't have this game to escape. Um, there were times probably where it was un, in an unhealthy way where I would be sitting there till, you know, 5am, like smoking Marble Reds, and, you know, it was a massive bowl next to me. And it's was just like, this is not healthy um, but you know what even to the excess that it was it was it was the crutch i needed right at that time to help me through what i needed to get through with people on the, as well and i think that's what we forget as well and like earlier i kind of regret saying not regret saying what i said but like spending too much time and using it as a way to escape completely from everything i believe that is a real thing but i also believe that with there's different levels for different people it's not like, you know, I read an article yesterday. It said, if you spend more than 50 hours a game, week on video games, you are addicted and you have this disorder. World Health Organization and other organizations have started to pull in gaming addictions a thing. And I'm like, gaming addiction, I get, is a real thing. And like, I understand we can be addicted to anything. You can have a cheese addiction. You can have a flipping, you know, they just haven't put it in the DSM, you know? It's like, <laughs> not the gaming addiction, is thankfully. But. Do you know what I mean? It's just that it should be based on different levels and our needs and like where our situations. Life is just not as simple as that. Like we're all very, very unique. You know, I mean, for you're talking about your exploration of the world outside because of what your concerns that you have and being like you're at home, right, most of the time. Like, you, you are on the internet a lot of the time probably exploring and using it as a tool to help you to get out into the world. Like, that's not addiction. That's a tool. That's, like, an actual thing that you use. Um, it's, yeah,
3: it's, it's a portal. It's a portal for it, people who way, attach. Yeah. It is. And also, this gaming addiction, they can put it in the book when they put golf addiction in there or reading uh, addiction or insert any other hobby that like people fitness. can get yeah. too wrapped up in. yeah, yeah. yeah. This, but this is boomer bullshit. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. boomer well, bullshit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's I little, agree. There's, there's a, a disdain. There's a little bit
0: more to, to it than that. But yes, it is. essentially, there's a
3: pernicious undercurrent of immoral politicians pushing yeah. bullshit. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not that understanding. Mean, you know,
0: I exactly. It's not. It's a lack of under- <laughs> It's a lack of empathy for a generation and what as form I'm sorry. of media sorry. means <laughs> to them. No, no, no. You're you're angry. That's fine. That's okay. But It is like, it does feel often like a generational thing where it's like a misunderstanding of what that, actually, no, I'm not going to say generational thing because that's bollocks because there are people way older than me that play video games who are perfectly believing in the positivity. If you've ever followed someone, Haughty Chicken, for example, an mm-hmm. awesome lady, really big advocate for mental health, big yeah. supporter of games and stuff as well. You know, um, uh, Thingy Majig, who, the Skyrim lady, oh, Cheryl. I love her. Shirley! Shirley. 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 That's it. Shirley. She's great. I love her. She's great as well. Yeah. She's, I mean, she wow. She's, I need to meet her. Um,
3: I can't name her, but my mother-in-law plays Guild Wars, and she's a platinum defender in Wovie World, World. And she is many hey. decades older than I am, and I am fairly vintage myself. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. yeah I vintage love well. vintage. Vintage. yeah. was a good, yeah. But, um, I mean, there,
2: yeah. there are times, like you were saying, Jeb, it's As with anything, there are always risks. It was so funny. I actually just, okay, so I mentioned that I got Final Fantasy XI growing up and that I was never able to play it. I just for the first time made a character in XI because I was going to, I'm going to do a stream coming up soon, playing XI. And one of the things that was so funny to me is that even now to this day, when you log into the game, a screen pops up. That's like, welcome to the world of Vinadiel. Remember that real life exists and you need to have friends and family and people that are outside. Like, it is straight up a message that pops up on the game every single time you boot the game up and wow. log into the game, um, which I was both like, OK, this is kind of hilarious. But also, like, yes, I I mean, like we were talking about, I do think there's something to be said, like you mentioned earlier. I don't think you have to, like, regret talking about it because... I know many people, and I've had many times in my own life, where games became a way for good or bad, right? For me to wrap myself up in a cocoon and either like cut myself off from things, ignore my own problems, not deal Mm -hmm. with... The mm-hmm. things I needed to, like, mm-hmm. um, it's especially difficult realizing, like, over the course of my life and as I've gotten older and figured out how to deal with this, like, what it means to be um, somebody that, like, I, I suffer from anxiety and depression. So, like, I have to pay attention to my own patterns, you know, like, what so, am I doing now that, like, might... Uh, help alleviate some element of something, but that actually isn't the most constructive thing for me or overall. Or is even to be increasing
0: your you're avoiding it. Right? Yes,
2: even you know? like increasing the amount of anxiety that I feel, <laughs> or like you know, and and we have to be careful. I, I think a lot of times, if you do have those, you know, you struggle with those things, to develop our own sense of active self awareness, yeah. as well as our own ability to balance and juggle components in our life in a way that allows us to still maintain existence right mm-hmm. um so like there is all that but i also agree with the point that you brought up in that there are times in my life where i think i needed it and like you know Crichton, even what you were just talking about for what you were just talking about like there were times in my life where it may not have been the best balance but i do think that it was a lifeline in many yeah. ways you know like um it- it's It can be, gaming can be, or even reading. I see in chat people mentioning reading. I feel like I almost Mm -hmm. had like a reverse experience to a lot of you in that because games and many things that I enjoyed were kept away from me for so long when I was younger, I had to like pick these things that I could still do and love um almost in a way that was like very furtive on the (laughs) download like like i actually like gatewayed into i think like the larger gaming community um because of uh pro boards forum role-playing and that was because it was the okay so forum (laughs) role-playing
0: is like uh, form right
2: forum like f-o-r-u-m like game forums or like oh, forum like
0: okay forums. Right, right sorry it's a it's a language ring <laughs> yeah no worries to, you're good you know. you're
2: good <laughs> um so like I couldn't play games because, like, um, my my I grew up with a single mom, and um, I won't get too far into it, but it, home life growing up was a really bad, negative, terrible environment, just to be real. Um, it was very bad. Um, and I didn't feel safe a lot of times to exist or be myself. So I had to find these ways to engage with things that I wanted to engage with that, like were like tricksy you know like well i you know i can't get any games and i can't play anything and i don't have any consoles and the only time that i can do things that i like is when i'm over at my dad so what can i do that my mom just won't pick up on well i can type on this board and write posts back and forth to other people i can connect with communities in these ways um i can like and it's funny because um I, to this day, still feel like there are various conventions of, like, the gaming community or online spaces that I'm not as savvy in. I'm so behind on memes. I'm so terrible about, like, a lot, like, whenever I type a tweet, I redraft it 50 times because, like... I just didn't... You were all talking about growing up in these environments where you're, like, learning a lot of those exchanges and WoW and all these other things. Like, I literally just typed fantasy wolves and X-Men characters, like, in multiple. very similar,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That's what well, you did, yeah.
2: But, like, the way that I structure and communicate in online spaces is just different now. So a lot of times I feel like I am that weird person out that just, like, doesn't know how to be cool online.
1: <laughs> like, that's just
0: me. Yeah, but, like, you know? I think, I think, like... <laughs> i'm gonna give you a compliment i I, i'm (laughs) warning you the reason why i say that is because i like to be warned sometimes because sometimes i can't i need time to accept it Um, (laughs) no i'm joking don't do that um but like the reason why i'm I'm pretty sure we all like you and i'm pretty sure we we act in a similar way that we try to is authenticity and genuineness and i think that is a very rare (laughs) thing very rare thing um, to, I'm not saying there aren't genuine people on the internet. I'm not saying that there aren't genuine people on Twitch. There are people who have a persona which is just on Twitch, and that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will always feel like that is a part of someone. But like you know, there is, there's some authenticity there. Um, but I feel like a lot of the time we're putting a face out there that it isn't us like it isn't us and it's not healthy. This is why the world is in the way it's in. We, we had a global pandemic crisis. That wasn't the only crisis. We're in a mental health crisis. We will be for years. Mm. The biggest we've ever had. Um, you know, if you think about the past and depression you think about war, um like those were the biggest times for like mental health crisis as well ptsd you know that coming out of world War one and two you know the invention of different counseling um theories and methods and all these kind of things came out of war for example you know this this and we've just come out of a crisis as well and like have being able to be authentic and genuine in the world which is predominantly fake and not real a lot of the time for a lot of people is very very difficult and I think you know you've done well to do that that is why people do think you're cool that's why I think you're cool shut the fuck up (laughs) well okay
2: look thank you Jebro I know you've been working on taking compliments too so I will take this compliment I will take it and I will internalize it but I mean it was a journey right like even in those spaces like especially when I first started out role playing there were still like even though I was not social media savvy and I still don't think I am right like there was still a lot of self-comparison there were still people that were popular there were still all these you know like there's always measures of that but um It wasn't until, like, I really was able to—so, like, I found ways to connect with the community and to, like, do all of that on my own. And then, like, it wasn't until I was actually able to uh, save up enough money to buy a PlayStation 2 in high school that, like, I really was able to game. And through high school and college, like, gaming for me became such a huge way—I mean, like I mentioned earlier, right, though, to, like, have agency and to have this portal— to and like an existence beyond myself, and like there were definitely times, particularly in college, where I think that my balance of mental health, my even awareness of the fact that I was struggling with anxiety mm-hmm. and depression, which I truly didn't comprehend what was happening. I just thought that I was like stupid and like bad at doing things yeah. and lazy. And like, oh, lazy you know. is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: so, a like, other people for think me, as well.
2: Yeah. So like for me, because I just didn't know that. Like when I did fall into gaming, I fell into it hard. And there were parts of myself that, like, I almost needed to go into that, like, cocoon stasis to, like, develop. So the long and short story of it being, it's always hard to unravel these issues because I think so much when we talk gaming and mental health, it oftentimes is this long, linear, like, this long, eh, divergent narrative almost that takes so many tangents. But, like... There were times where I know that my balance wasn't always the healthiest, but that I didn't need the time and space to be able to do something, discover something, to have that portal to a choice that I didn't have. I can, like, remember the first time, oh my gosh, I don't know if I think it was Mass Effect, that I chose to romance Liara, and I felt like God was going to descend from the heavens and obliterate me from the earth, and, like, my mother was going to show up and be like, no, 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 like, I like... I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna do it i'm gonna kiss this blue woman i think and like you know but like those were choices so that i didn't awesome,
0: though. I'm like, like no, that's but... scary as fuck <laughs> like at the same time yeah. you're exploring this whole new part of your sexuality and your and and then all of a sudden you have this immediate judgment slash shame that comes in from other places in the world slash your life yet yeah. you're having this awesome mm-hmm. explorative experience at the same time that's scary yeah. as fuck though at the same time.
1: it is but it's you know nice what I mean it's adrenaline rush yeah and it's like <laughs> <laughs> even
2: I guess like the big well. summary of that is that even if in those moments technically I was living those fantasies out in a game right yeah. Um, or in the role playing that I was doing, or stuff like that. It was really the only space where I could live that, mm-hmm. if if that makes sense. That I could make that something that was a part of my reality. And then eventually, it empowered me to shape and make my own reality, and like you know, yes. Yes. take inspiration from the people and the characters and the roles that I had played, and to say like, I have to stand up and fight for my own life. I have to stand up and fight for who I am, you know? And that was something that I sorry I got emotional there at the end. No, but like can that I, okay. I can't say enough about because it was both the people that I met through things like role playing, it was the games themselves, it was the writers, it was the developers, it was um, you know, later MMOs that like made me feel like a hero in times when I felt like I was, you know ground under someone's heel so far that i could never Mm. rise up in a sense um and i think that that's so so powerful so like of course it's always about balance and then of course you have to also like look at every other component of what's going into this and like how you don't just make it a holding pattern forever in your life that you are able to both balance irl and gaming as the final fantasy 11 screen tells us but Um, there's so much to take away from that that safe space, that portal into something else and that can inspire you and can comfort you and that can help you have agency and create a vision of yourself and live in something that might inspire you to to do even more. So yeah, it's, it's interesting thinking about all
0: of this. I think you should get some love in the chat. I would appreciate it for for Rooker and everyone for being vulnerable today. Like another big thing shared. Like that's a big deal. Like I, we need to we need to compliment people on doing this shit more. And like I'm serious. Like we like if we did this more in our lives and in with people, I think we'd we'd live in a better world. But there you go. Um, and you
2: all get love. it such good, such good sharing. I love hearing what everybody's saying about this. Honestly,
0: yeah, no, it's it's really like I I was worried about the questions and stuff. And <laughs> I, just, I could have just had one, and it probably could have just gone on to many different things. I think you're, I think you're, you're so right about that. And like, I forget often how um, we can realize things about ourselves within games and the stories, and how they are empowering for people. I do, I I think that. Especially like you're talking about um, in terms of the choices that you made in Mass Effect, you know, um, opting to go for did you say the blue woman, (laughs) the blue woman? Who was it? There
2: is one. There is one same-sex lady romance that you can do from beginning to end, and that is Liara. It's Liara. Yes.
4: Oh, those it's more. actually
2: no it's actually super interesting i could do like five podcasts about the evolution of mass effect from one to three. Oh, uh, one's
0: great yeah i love that
2: you see a lot of a lot of different things yeah they actually and they had problem with uh male male romance as well like there's only like sort of half of two romances i think that
4: you can yeah. do yeah.
2: but liara is one of the few romance options between the span of all the games um that you can romance uh and if you're a femme chef then yeah you know you can do that so
3: i think okay. i think yours your 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 deeply personal experience that kind of light in the darkness of your life lays bare the lie that representation doesn't matter and it's just ticking a box all those people educate yourself the, oh the, my gosh yes it, it's terrible <laughs> people have to see themselves in the world that they inhabit they have to see themselves portrayed as whole human beings with agency and flaws and the whole gambit of human emotion and 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 for the and that has to be open to everybody not just the, the tiny kind of myopic view of humanity that we have had for far too long and which we are currently in the throes of shedding off this like old skin of, of of hegemony and and patriarchy and that kind of constraint nonsense people human beings are human beings you know and they need to be accepted as human beings and representation matters 100 percent
2: oh my gosh yes i mean i even i cried so many times in end of dragons i'm gonna be real <laughs> It's good. when we get those videos up on YouTube because I'm slowly putting the playthrough up uh, there's going to be a few times that was a hot mess um, I mean even in shows like Star Trek Discovery recently I've seen some representation, people are so hard on that show and it makes me so mad because I'm just like I
0: love that show so much I, well it's
2: just like Star Trek has always been at the forefront of a lot of really of progressive course. things and like depictions for their time periods and like first interracial
3: end of- kiss first interracial I know. Kiss on
2: Star Trek So it's, like, people complaining about it. So
0: her is one of the first, like, um, Mm African-American, like, leads, right, in the the show. Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely
2: it's so ridiculous to me and like an end of dragons even just looking at the mmo space right talking about representation matters when i was a kid mass effect was such a huge thing for me Um, and many other literature games manga anime was huge as well like um oh my god i got loveless at some point which is such a problematic manga now in retrospect but i read that thing until the covers were broken because it was like (laughs) one of the only like same sex like representation pieces that i could get my hands on i think i list to yes. the tattoo albums, for, like on loop for a thousand oh years. God. Like right, that like, is it's a like, blast
0: from the past.
2: There's you a lot unlocked of
1: core memories Damn. for me. I remember yep. Loveless.
2: Yes. Um. So there were a lot of things, uh, that happened. Uh. But I mean, <laughs> I was That's really what emotional we're describing
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, albums.
2: Sorry, that was me thinking back to listening to all the things she said on loop. Oh my god, that song's in
0: my head right now
2: while staring at the loveless cardboard cutout that i negotiated getting from borders and crying because i had feelings for a girl in my math class so that's that's it that's
0: it that's That's those those feelings are so intense though we laugh about them now but oh my god those are the feelings that come out in my clients it's heartbreaking honestly like they are so real though um, some of the first time we have them that's an important thing we're laughing but it is well, like big it huge, is and massive. like when i
2: when i think back now right like we're talking mental health right like and like i said at the Sometimes. time there was there was no place there was no place for acceptance and i want to i want to give a bit of a quick uh, uh uh trigger warning i suppose so i want i want to be like really clear about this and upfront with everybody um cool. i'm fine talking about it don't worry but uh, trigger warning here uh, brief topics pertaining to or relating to suicide um okay. but like when I was when I was young, it really didn't feel like there was a place for me to be myself, and that it would be better to just not be.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I can say
2: this, I can talk about it. It's really okay. I'm just a very emotional person, so like, you know, it's a it's
0: um, like really yes,
2: yeah. So okay. so all of this to say like. To even have one voice where I could be, and then I could be a hero to boot. I was incredibly emotional playing through End of Dragons Mm -hmm. because um, this is one of the only MMOs that I play that has for so many years centered characters of so many different types and diversity and people. And um, in this one expansion, I not only saw representation for my partner, who's non-binary, and who is constantly like having to do this weird dance when we start playing a game, and they're like, "I guess I'll pick the uh, I'll pick the female model," but like, I don't know, it's gonna be weird because then there's gonna be these weird story beats that I don't resonate with, and I don't want to pick like the male model because then there's gonna be all this other weird stuff that's so like bizarrely genderized for them, and like to have an actual character that like in the game was being referred to as they them, to have at the end mm. the, the feature moment, the epilogue of our expansion, a same sex mm. marriage. I was so overcome because in so much media and so many games and so many MMOs that I even still play to this day, it feels like there is some level of yourself that even in the narratives, you have to always be that thing that like, sure, you can read into, but that doesn't really exist in the game if, you know, like canonically. Mm. And when I think back to like you were talking about those games that to me made me realize that like there was even one place in the world that I could be myself that I could see people that were experiencing something that I at the time had no language for understanding of, that I thought was something that was um, condemning about myself, that I thought was something that was a terrible thing about myself. Like, I think now about how far we've come and I think about how Brave Guild Wars 2 has been in telling these stories. And um, for me, my mental health journey is so closely tied to this. That, like, I can't talk about mental health without talking about my sexuality and the journey that I took with that. So, I, I appreciate you all listening. Like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's uh, it's so important. I totally agree with you, Fornax. It's so incredibly important that I can't even put words to it because, um, there are many people who've been in that same situation or even as adults confront those moments where something happens, even in a game and in that safety, that space you were talking about. That neutral space where they are allowed to kiss the blue woman and suddenly they're like, this did awaken something in me. And then they have a place that they can actually
3: explore that, you know? And it's so crucial. It's so important. I, and this is this this is why. You're, you, just your life, it's one human being on the internet proves the the horrific damage that the don't say gay bill is gonna do in America. That the and and this pretense that it's protecting children. To- If you can watch Disney and the prince can kiss the princess, and that is acceptable levels of gender representation and sexual representation, because that's what it is. Everyone, Disney's fine, right? Then the the, it just lays bare the prejudice that what they want to do is they're fine with sexuality that they think is appropriate. And everyone else, they want to put in a corner and make feel terrible, never mind the fact that, that... Young gay children, especially trans kids, are more likely to self harm. Are more likely to commit suicide. Yeah. Are more likely, and they're just they're punching down on children, and, and whilst holding a Bible, preaching mm. about Christ, which literally says, "Love thy neighbor and do unto others as you would have them do unto you," and judge not, lest ye be judged. I mean, I went to a private Roman Catholic school. I know this shit. Okay. It's 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 the it's the cruelty. What they they they're, they're moulding everything is a hammer to them. They mould their, their religious faith into a hammer to hurt other people with. They they mould their, their political beliefs into a hammer to to pretend to have freedom, while simultaneously suppressing free speech, uh, suppressing um, parent parental control over their, edu- their their children's education, and isolating young mm. children who were incredibly vulnerable and they really need to uh, educate themselves, or be yeeted into the sun. Either way, I'm okay.
0: It's it's a difficult... It is a very difficult thing to talk about, especially that there's so many different things, especially in America, like culture and community come into it a lot, and religion and how religion, uh, the different sects of religion that exist within America, and and the extremist views within that. We know, obviously, like... Across America, the the different extremes that you know that exist within the politics, you know, we've seen you know the people trying to take over the government. We you know you know what we all know what's going on over here, but a lot of it has to do with power as well, and and parents and feeling like a lack of control over their kids, no matter how young they feel, because a lot of people have had. So much shit happened to them in their lives where they need to feel, feel powerful over other people, and a lot of that is is a really really heavy part of what goes on there, and, and it's a, the mental health of a lot of those people. And religion has been something where they've found their people as well, but unfortunately, the beliefs they have, we definitely don't agree with those because they are not they are harmful to people, Um and. Yeah, this is a subject. (laughs) This is a subject. I'm going to pull away from this a little bit. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, It was difficult with the scope of this podcast. I'm going to say, yes, I agree. And I'm very angry. And I have trans kid clients as well. Um, And I'm lucky enough that I live in Washington where, you know, all of this stuff is not going to happen at all, um, thankfully. But they're still scared about it, even though it's happening thousands of miles away, they're in the they live, still live in a country where they are seen as not acceptable human beings in the eyes of so many people. And for kids to have and so I will address it. But like, so there are many kids, I see this, you know, every day, like I'm in internship, I have trans kid clients, you know, they're, they age range from nine to like 1718. You know, and it and it hurts me to my core that I have a kid that wants to commit suicide because they aren't accepted by other people for the person they want to be. It's heartbreaking. Like it cannot. Like I can't. And that's me being a counselor to this kid. That's not me being the kid. I can't even imagine what that's like. I know what it's like to feel suicidal. I know what it's like to not want to be on this planet. But being judged by that many people, the the, the idea that that many people hate me is like i can it just makes me want to stop breathing like i can't like i can't breathe right now. it's horrible um mm-hmm. and to find that and then going back to what rook said about it, like finding that representation in a game imagine what that's like for a kid and and i found this with these kids you know they found youtube creators and they found people on instagram that talk about it. and that's why i don't believe wholeheartedly that all of this stuff is is incessantly awful because there are pockets of hope where people can find their people and they can find inspiration and genuineness and authenticness that can pull them out of the biggest fucking holes like and like you're talking about guild wars 2 and he's talking about also the relationships that occur there as well and the post ender of dragons scene i'm not going to talk about too much because it's like torn here but like i mean flip, if you don't want to spoil that for post ender dragons end now i'm going to give you 10 seconds 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 Boom! You should have gone off by now. The two awesome people get married. Okay, we see we see gay marriage well, in the game. Like well, they got married, didn't they? No, I mean, no they got they got,
2: What are you no. talking about? They got straight up married. They, they exchanged vows, and there's literally no. there are literally legal documents yeah, 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 that are on is. the table next yeah.
1: to I'm them. Married, it's an engagement, no, there's
2: papers, it's not though. an
1: engagement.
0: You, don't you have engagement vows. are engaged.
1: No, there was a proposal. Entirely... There are God. literally See, chat legal chat papers back. next back,
2: chat Okay. <laughs> I like agree to disagree, chat, because there I, are literally legal papers there yes. that like are signing over like dates, no, all sorts of stuff like that. Like true, they literally actually. exchange <gasps> vows in front of everybody. Oh wait,
0: was the part, was maybe the documents with the bar though?
2: It was the bar. It wasn't oh, no. like their life. The no, bar no, 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 is married. their life property. That's that is their life they property. Don't live at the
1: bar. Where,
2: they live in a house two feet away from the bar. They got one hundred percent married. They exchanged vows. They, they had did. friends. Girl, there. Yeah, if it is, that was a
0: marriage, you do that in engagement. No, Girl, no. If that
1: was a marriage, mm-mm, mm-mm. no.
3: We, we are having a big gay wedding. In Lions Arch, under that arch, that is what is happening. They just wanted to have
0: a quiet the gathering. Yeah, they wanted
3: to have a quiet gathering in the place people. that was so
2: important to them, like that they literally met in and worked in together, and that we first saw them in in Living Season One. Do you think
0: a Mesma and a Necro want to get married <laughs> in front of tons of people? Let's be real here. <laughs> be real. definitely. No, 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 no. Mesma is like all about illusion and uh, hiding in the sh- you know. A socialite. No. okay. Nick
2: I just, Nick says in chat, I think it would be fair to say
3: they are legally married,
0: yes. but haven't had Walks a reception. For a read in it. Thank, Thank you, you
3: Nick. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Honestly, I'm with crew. I didn't read it like that at all. Except because before you get married, you have a load of legal documentation to fill out.
0: Yeah, no, that's full. in the real world. The real world is boring. And,
3: and second of all, <laughs> I thought they were just I thought they were just declaring their intention to get married in front of their most close. Friends, and then yeah. we're going to get a beautiful big wedding. That was my hope. Right out with rainbows all the way.
0: Nick, Nick, I mean, can Nick, can you find out for us? Is this something you <laughs> Nick, can, can, can do we right can now? I don't want like, no, 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 no. I, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not saying you have to, but I would i would be very no. appreciative if no. if there's anyone that you know that could find out i would i think you can
2: i think you can read it any way that resonates (laughs) they are going (laughs) we should we will not put
0: (laughs) i read it more
1: (laughs) regardless of proposal and or wedding they are together and in love that is what is important not us being like capitalistic consumers it's not a spectacle that's
0: (laughs) that's true yeah it doesn't even matter because many people don't even get married nowadays which is true but like you know, th- let's think about the what it means. <laughs> you can see this like Twitter battle coming out. Jebru oh and gosh. Rookery feel that there was a marriage that occurred post end of Dragon storyline. Crichton, Harold, and Crew think fuck no. <laughs> fuck
1: no. Like like if you agree with Crichton, Harold, and Crew, retweet. If you agree with Jebro <laughs> <Yeah>. and Rook.
0: <laughs> You have to do like, you can't do the same option for both, obviously that won't
2: work. We got very passionate. We got very passionate (laughs) and very intense and Nick got caught in the crossfire
1: here. (laughs) Weirdly passionate about that. Uh. I am their wedding planner. I will get these done.
0: I'm glad Nick, I guess... Nick getting caught up in the crossfire isn't the worst person that needs to get caught up in the crossfire. You're very yeah.
1: welcome. I mean, look,
2: either way, yes, there is obviously a visible commitment mm. made, which I think is super, super important. Compare that to so many other games. Yeah. Um, and, like, I mean, yeah, it's it's such an important thing. And, I mean, like you said, I think no matter who you are or what your experience has been, right, there are things that resonate in games. So, like, just as though if somebody came to me and said, like, you know, I'm trying to think of something really wild. I don't know. I, um, I, uh, this really weird specific thing happened to me, and then I saw in a video game that, like, this same character had gone through the same thing, and I felt really comforted by it. You know, I would never be like, I I nullify how you felt about that, because I have not myself experienced exactly what you experienced, right? Like... Um there's so many ways we relate to games, be it yeah, just that' it's something you do for fun, be it something that has been an escape for you, be it something that has been tied to your mental health or um you know sexuality journey or gender identity or um you know existence in any way, shape, yeah, or form say, on yeah. this earth mm-hmm. like um for me personally, it comes from that place, and it's always it is always a little nerve wracking because you know. I know, having talked about this, you know, in multiple mental health capacities and, uh, you know, with the LGBT stream teams I'm a part of and things like that and some of the summits we've done, that there will always immediately then be in the comments like, why has this podcast turned into some kind of progressive garbage? (laughs) I'm just like... (laughs) Well, I mean, the great thing about Guild Wars 2 and many other games is that they actually have that in it. And that it, again, is not something that you can nullify about anybody else's experience just because you haven't experienced it or don't relate to it yourself. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things... I so many things you can talk about with how games I think help in many capacities. Uh, that's just one facet for me and I canonically say that they're married and I believe in that <sighs> in my heart with every fiber of my being. So that's what it's gonna be in Gilmore's Two, I'm I've decided i'm gonna edit the wikipedia if it isn't already and nobody can stop me i'm so good at hacking i think you
0: can yeah you, oh my god wow we're just finding out everything about you right now you have <laughs> hacking skills now i'm a super good hacker is that what you just said
2: i am not i am not i am <laughs> wow. not let me be clear
0: rookery is changing their um uh their twitter handle to hackery um and now (laughs) rockery
3: head of anonymous absolutely (laughs) here today yeah
2: i'm gonna sneak into every mmo wikipedia and make everybody canonically married to each other and that's my life work i feel good about it i'm gonna get a big array don't you worry about it we're gonna have all kinds of representation we will also have some straight couples but we're gonna have so much more everybody's married together 2022 year of love i've decided so
0: i mean logan and ritlock are clearly married they're just not 100% they're they're definitely
3: married Extraordinaire shipper, extraordinaire.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) the shippiest, thirstiest people on the internet. Um, uh, Can
3: I? Can I say something about?
0: Oh no, you cannot say anything. How dare you? Please. Of course you can. Please. So what?
3: So what? Um. (laughs) I will. When when I come across somebody who 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 has these kind of deeply entrenched negative feelings about a group of people be it women and um, there's a lot of misogyny online hooray um be it there is, um, that is the, be the, the, the LGBT plus community which i can mm-hmm. never get the, the letters right so forgive me um despite the fact that i'm a member of it um it, there
0: uh, is a lot of letters in all of yeah, There's there there lgbtqia too many. plus and then, and and there is more
3: yeah uh, coming up so,
0: and that's great that's cool
3: i I think back, so I'm not going to show how vintage I am. I think back to um what I was taught in school about Martin Luther King yeah. and we he he was he was like we are now, he was at an inflection point in history, right, mm-hmm. where they were trying yeah. to overturn horrific historic injustices, and at the time contemporaneously, the news, the press, everyone called him a radical called. Mm. The movement, violent monsters, not supported by the majority, and everything. Well, this
0: happened and, the, two years ago as well with Black Lives Matter as well. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. not the but, same but, thing. I'm not going to say the exact same, but
3: it's it's the same. It's the same sphere, right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: And he said that he did not only want to free. Um, black people from the from the misery and suffering of Jim Crow and the horrific law legal system that was that was mm-hmm. poised against them and still is. He wanted to free the people who were hating as well. Mm-hmm. He 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 wanted to lift everybody up because I I think I think that you can you can want to yeet these people into the sun. And that is an entirely understandable experience. And you, and you can want to rage at their stupidity and their hate and the pain and the suffering and the death that they cause. They genuinely do harm.
4: Mm-hmm. No, but yeah. you have
3: to remember that these people are led by a pied piper of greed and, and propaganda. And the best thing that we can do is reach, uh, reach out to them. Now, I'm not saying put yourself in danger. I'm not saying anything like that, but I don't think that we should write people off. If pe- if a person can be reached and lifted out of hate and lifted back into, into love and acceptance, I think that that's a noble pursuit for everybody. And yes, there are, of course, some people who are beyond redemption. Mm. But if Final Fantasy XIV has taught me anything, people's stories, their, their own journeys can, uh, can have incredible traumatic ev- effects on them and we have to reach out with the kindness and compassion that we would want them to reach out to us with and i think that's that's important
0: yeah i think i think to a degree it's different. it's difficult because I, th- I think in the world we live in now it, it there is a very there's almost the, the extremes of it there is the extremes of it there as well there is like i think a lot of kids specifically uh, and people feel like when they can't be accepted, that that's just not good enough. And that, from that perspective, and in my opinion, it is not good enough. Um, and then we can reach out and we can be nice, but that that takes more. It's, it's just a lot because people are trying to explore their own identity in themselves then Mm. they have to do that as well. Like there should be some kind of, it's it's difficult. Again, this is another conversation, which is very difficult to have right now specifically because it brings up a lot. But I I agree with you. Like we do have to talk more in a a way which is respect. And and it's like me as a counselor, and I can tell you this is mm. something that I have to do. If I have a client who comes to me and is homophobic has been um and, and again i'm bringing up themes which might be triggering for people uh, they mm-hmm. are abusive they are alcoholic they have you know abused women or men they are they hate you know anyone from the LGBTQIA plus community if i have that client come to me i cannot forward them on refer them no matter mm-hmm. how, how much i disagree with that person they are my client and i have to listen to them and i have to be emp. i have to I have to empathize with them my job is an empath, an empath like that's part of what i do as a counselor like i have to emp- have empathy with them on some kind of mm-hmm. level i know what it's and and talk about these things and i have to sit with that person and i'm not saying you know, that and that's my job and that's what i accepted to do um, but even just doing that is difficult. Is my job. So like having mm-hmm. the and then being understand like that, having to maybe feel like we should be doing that to people generally without it being like our actual thing that we're getting paid for. Oh, is, like, sorry. so difficult. It's like can I, yeah, can
3: I clarify? So yeah, 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 I'm, sure. I'm so I'm talking about leaders in the community. I'm oh, yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about oh, no, of parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, no. I'm not talking about younger people who are. Desperately who are, who are just trying to figure out themselves, let alone trying right, to okay. rehabilitate someone okay. whose life experiences is... okay, and I yet, know like, yeah like and yet i mean there there's a journey
2: everybody takes in that, right like um not that I would say that we talked about my, my mom on and off today, but not that I would say that she necessarily has has been fully rehabilitated in a sense right but I do think it's fascinating looking at relationships and even in games like when we when I think about games and we were talking about earlier about the idea of um navigating things or social situations or mm. conversations that are difficult there was this recent It was so interesting to me. There was this recent discussion about, um, I've been talking a lot about Turning Red, the movie recently, because I thought it brought up so many interesting things. But um, one of the things that I saw much of the community talking about was the fact that many people were like, the most unrealistic thing about this movie isn't the panda, it's the fact that the mom apologizes at the end. And like, that would never happen. And this is a fairy tale and like all this stuff. And it made me think about games and how much like conflict resolution in games I think gave me strength and hope that Mm. like even growing up in a situation where again, like I've had to negotiate and figure out ways to deal with that relationship, particularly in my life for almost my entire life. And while like some people have to make different calls on that, you know, like as you grow up and you deal with it, how do you deal with the connections in your life? Be they family, found family, friends, other people in your guild, other people in your FC, right? Like, when do we you know fight for reconciliation when is it a detriment to our own mental health when is it you know something that we have to sever ties when is it
0: mm-hmm. so
2: you know like having myself over the course of my life i think chosen to attempt as i grew and became more mature and learned more tools myself the reconciliation route and yet when i to some degree right which requires an enormous amount of compromise oftentimes on my own behalf and yet I think a lot of what I even learned about negotiating that even now what's so cathartic for me in many games is the fact that, you know, while there may not always be perfect resolutions to things in our world right now is so messy. Like we're talking about all these stressful contexts, all these different things that have been happening, all these movements, all these issues that have come up. Um, we were even talking about it before the podcast. I feel like I can go to games and have a moment where I go, Maybe this is fantasy, but again, like I was talking about earlier, maybe there's a way to take the steps to make it reality. Mm. And sometimes that's that feels so empowering um, in a space where you feel so disempowered so much. And I think a lot of my even patience and ability and to kind of negotiate or even think about pursuing a path of reconciliation or understanding has in, at many points in my life been reinforced by what I see in games that also push a similar message um, of trying to reconcile and bring peace and spread the love like you were talking about, Fornax, you know? Um, and it's not always easy, but I think there there is something to be said about games as a space almost creating, again, like we've talked about, that neutral ground where those issues that can be really complex or difficult to untangle in real life. You... Can almost simplify them in a sense in like a more neutral space where I think many people are encouraged to meet in a way that sometimes people will turn away from sometimes people will or won't take away a lesson from, but that many people can actually be affected by and, and come away from it, either, you know, more hopeful or with a new perspective they didn't have before uh, a new gateway, a new door that's open.
0: Mm -hmm. There was um, a word you said there that is probably one of the most important words that that it will ever come out of. Like, an, I I think, like, moving forward or growth or um, moving to a place of, uh, I would say, more mental health. Um, and it was hope. That's the word. That is the literal word. That is the. That is a one big word in counselling specifically. Is if if everything else in someone's life is completely fucked beyond all recognition um fubar if there is a sliver of hope within that person you know that there's you can work you you know where you are you know that because hope is the thing and and that's that's something that i think a lot of games do um and stories and and media and things and and people um when they can instill hope and i think you know those relationships you're talking about in you know mass effect and we're talking about in guild wars 2 as well um when a kid or in kanto or uh the other films and movies and different things um god there was a really good movie when i was a teenager i can't remember what it's called um even like those teenage kind of movies you watch where you have um you're seeing more gay relationships occurring and stuff like that those those kinds of things where you feel like you are seen a little bit more in this world and there's someone so you don't feel alone like essentially that's a lot of it as well like you know empathy is so strong because if you can feel seen and heard and and acknowledged by other people that gives you a sense of belonging in the world and that is more important than people realize i think um because a lot of us probably haven't don't feel that a lot of the time (laughs) and we do feel alone because life is fucking hard it is it doesn't matter who you are you get rich or poor life is hard and sure it's a lot easier for the people at the top but there is people who do are affected by mental health as well um, because a lot of what money represents is not real and that's this is just my own opinion that bit but like it's you know for the poor f- so there's there's a theory um, and I don't know if people have heard it's called like basic needs theory it's um, by Maslow It's basically you need to have these basic needs in life before you're able to even like think about being healthy in terms of mental health and that's like shelter, food, water okay and being able to have money to live like and that's the basic like so many people on this boat on this planet do not even have that so can you imagine how many people have mental health problems and then but you, can you imagine even if they had, those people have access to something or a story or a just anything that they can hook onto and have a little bit of hope, like how important that can be to just lift them above that line to the point of survival, let alone, like, be able to do anything else and, like, move towards growth and doing better in life themselves, like, you know, no matter what is happening to them, depending on their unique situation, it's just... It can be ridiculously empowering. Like, I'm I'm just r- fucking stupid. And I don't think, mm. like, ArenaNet... And I mean, I know that they know how it is important, but I don't think they realize, I think, sometimes how important these things are. Um, and even, like, you know, Square Enix turning around sometimes and because I feel like maybe a lot of people didn't get seen by Square Enix and may, probably have now. Um, I don't know. I don't want to speak for everyone in that, but there is that feeling that that's changed maybe, I guess. Um, has it? I don't know. Is there any new story stuff that came out? I think...
2: <laughs> Good at that. I mean, yeah. I've done I've done several long I've done several long talks about it. There's great character. If we're talking specifically Final Fantasy mm-hmm. Fourteen. there's great characters. There's great story. There are really important beats. The latest expansion actually did have a lot to do with mental health, specifically. I would say themes of depression, themes okay. of like those kinds of mental health struggles. No, um, when it comes to actual like full across the board representation, like there's a lot of weakness still for yeah, many okay. many areas, but. We they are I
3: mean, they are de um, gender dimorph, dimorphism. They're t- they're removing that from the attire that they have. So they're allowing they're allowing proper representation of clothes. So you can wear the feminine or the masculine, whatever you, uh, your representation you have in your well, gender. That's
0: actually pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's also them. financially good for them. Let's yeah, it's let's yeah, true.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I need to do my research a little bit more on that. But well, I have people that know. So thank you for informing. Me. Um,
3: um, I yeah. would say you're talking about hope. Hope can take many forms. I mean, yeah. I I'm, I'm, I would never advocate laying down and letting the, these monstrous ideas overtake the community. I'm a fighter. I, I no fucks given here. I will. But I I I just don't want to. I. I think So hope can take many forms, so it can take mm-hmm. forms in stories and representation and representation in movies and fighting back against the bullshit narratives that are online, the, the disinformation and the misinformation that is spread that we just, as a society, have no clue how to deal with at the moment. It's so new, it's so fresh, we're struggling to kind of catch up and, and try and figure out how to do it. And education is going to play a huge part in people being able to differentiate between actual relevant information that is actually based in reality mm. and nonsense bullshit talking points propagated by people for profit there's a, there's a whole that's a whole thing but i don't know i just i also think that you have to remember that what when i look at the at the at the battle lines of of the lgbt and and the and the i guess the fundamentalist bigotry, what I see is hurt people on both sides. The LGBT community historically hurt. The the, the Jews were not the only people being murdered by the Nazis, let's be perfectly clear, right? Um, And it's gone on in legislation in every nation on the planet against LGBT. Against my community, right, mm-hmm. throughout history, and we're only now just starting to actually make some headway and be recognized as human beings. But I guess I've lost my train of thought. Oh God, it just disappeared. It just it vanished it into the a best of us. Mess. That's
4: this podcast okay. we talk about. There's so many a lot. Things.
3: There's so much. There's so much, but it's all good to talk about. <laughs> oh, so, so, but the people on the other side are being just fed so much. Misinformation and how uh, disgusting and how awful must your life be that you can turn around to a child who is suffering and tell them that they are wrong and they are <sighs> dirty and I mean th- you have to be a broken person in well, some capacity is, to do that. This
0: is what I was talking about before and and people how they've been brought up like as kids. There's there's that cycle. So a lot a lot of what happens in in kind of like abuses. A very c- cyclical thing, it's it's a cycle that happens throughout like family history. You know, it's something that happens and happens and happens again. And if not, unless that ch- unless that gets stopped somewhere, and it doesn't have to be just physical abuse, it can be verbal, it can be homophobia, it can be whatever you know, phobia like against or whatever. You know, someone has to stop it. Unless that happens, that will continue because those opinions and thoughts and um theories. Whatever you want to say we'll continue because no one 's educating themselves out of that no one 's pulling themselves out of that circle um, to get educated or to like change that and there are people that do that i mean <laughs> if you want to go to some extreme levels like there was a there was actually a leader of the 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 kkK who pulled himself out with um, there was a journalist back in the day and he met often with uh, an african American man who really influenced and changed his opinion but he had to pull himself out of this place which is so he was the leader of this group and we know what that group represents and i even feel bad just even saying the name i don't like saying it and that's a very are you, like, are you
3: talking about the leader of uh, life after hate
0: i can't remember the name of that i can't yeah. remember specifically. that sounds familiar but it was very yeah. like you know this is the kind of like, what it takes you know and no. and to a degree, and there's and a council. I understand my view is very unique and different. And I think we can all understand, you know, our own takes on it But like, there's just so much to it. Like it's it's just, and even nowadays, you know, you have people, and I think you're right. Like greed is another thing which really, really comes into no. it. You know, it's not about them. It's not even... They may not even think the things they're saying. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Their message earns them money and they know they can latch on to a ton of people who are going to support their cause, push it through, and now we are in a place where women aren't going to have control of their own bodies and that is just fucking stupid in 2022 like you think you think what how can we be here why why where are we this is not the timeline that i like i bought into you know this is back to the future fucked up (laughs) up, flipping you know i don't know hopefully someone gets that reference um and like i can't remember his name he created a pretty awful world, and it was exactly like Trump. Um, anyway, and hmm. it's just like, the it's really, really different. I, I want to try and come again out of this. I, I yeah, i mean, infused Sorry. by your passion, and I, I would love to talk about this. That would have to be a different podcast, because I want to try and keep Guild Wars 2 in the mix here as well, as respecting everyone's uh, opinions and beliefs, because all this stuff is important, and it does come into our games. Because yesterday, um, or the day before... We had um so Bungie actually was one of the first game companies that i on, on my radar as well, because obviously things only appear in my feed because they trend um for me specifically, but Bungie is one of those companies uh and they came out and said, "You know, oh God, what's the actual tweet? Let me just make sure I quote this correctly um do do unless anyone else can remember, I'll find it. I've got it somewhere do do doo do." Uh, standing up for reproductive choice and liberty is not a difficult decision to make and Bungie remains dedicated to upholding these values okay so that's what they said which was awesome I actually think uh, Irina, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm not like you know favorite like not favoritism or anything but then Arena came out and said your body you're right simple and effective very good um, and like so right for you go through the replies to this and you're like who the fuck are these people and why are they playing my game and then you just like i mean and and adopting what you said before fox as well like i jumped into these replies and i started going off on one and like i yeah. should know better and and but I was, at the same time i was uh-huh. like you know what i need to advocate for like my friends i want to tell people that you know this is not how you are playing a game which is literally telling you the stories every single day that so many people have found empowering uplifting uh, life saving and all this stuff like what the fuck are you, what is that what is happening here like this mm. are you in the existing in the same world and then my anger came out um, and yes, I'm a counsellor, and yes, I know we should talk to people with respect and everything else, but I'm still fucking me at the end of the day, and I can still get angry about themes and subjects, and I, I know that I'm going wildly off the point, um, but, like,
4: <laughs> but this, is
0: how, how, um, this is how engaged I get in this stuff, and this is what I mean mm-hmm. as well, like, you know, I can get like that, um, and
2: I'm
0: a well, dread- let, me, <laughs> okay. let
2: me tie this in to yes, one of the next questions go. that you were going to ask because you were you just said yourself jeb right uh, That like i know that this is off topic and we could do a whole other podcast about yes, it but it does will. affect the world and the landscapes that we live in right there yeah. is a, a trend in the gaming community that politics should be kept out of games yes but oh,
0: yeah. as no it shouldn't sorry what you're saying <laughs> the point of going up I, I believe but, that it should but, be, but yeah
3: what it i need a bullshit to, emoji. that's what i need oh i know What it comes down
2: to and as somebody who has always been I've been in the arts as long as I can remember like I I have have my mom's a piano teacher I you know here we are going through bits and pieces of my life today but like I this is again just my lived experience like I grew up in the arts I went to art school I ended up you know singing acting. And one of the things that's so interesting to me is that games are an extension of art. Like, yes, there are many other things that go into them. There are many other components to them. But one of the things that has always been stressed to me in any point of my life in art is that the world we live in informs and shapes art. As well as, in the case of games, the people who play them and the communities within them. And Mm -hmm. one of the next questions that you had brought up, Jeb, was, you know, what stresses you out in games? So, like, if we know that games can give us, mental health-wise, an escape or reprieve, a, um, you know, a, a way to kind of step outside of ourselves, a neutral ground to examine ourselves, a safe place or safe haven when we might be struggling with the components of ourselves... What is it then that can be one of the negative effects of gaming in our mental health? And I mean, to be completely frank, I think one of the things that really, especially as I got older, was so difficult was the fact that even within the gaming spaces that I enjoyed, there could be so much vitriol against even these facets of my own existence or our existences, right? I think some of the most stressful times I ever had playing Overwatch were literally when I was just trying to do calls on comm and I mm. like I couldn't even keep stream I couldn't keep streaming it because like the way people would go off, the sexism, the aggression, the I'll get another warning here, the rape threats, the yeah. like the the sheer amount of that, it was unbelievable to me in a space mm that I was so passionately in love with these issues these topics I mean even like that tweet that went out from arena net which props to them yes your body your right like you many of us have been reading these horrific threads from researchers and historians and scientists and medical professionals about what life was like before uh, Roe versus Wade right like and what that means what that means for the life and safety of people in this country um people who may have an experience similar to my own or a biology similar to my own. Like, and it's like, when I read that, and then I see that this place that I love, there are so many people that, you know, are in that space that would probably like, I mean, their opinions would just so, 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 um, affect my own personal well-being. That can be incredibly stressful. I've had these kinds of things across the board, even to end game content where, um, when i was trying to do endgame content a few years ago in content creation um there was a particular figure that um through like some of the weirdest most bizarre uh low-key sexism i've ever and manipulation and control that i've ever examined almost completely turned me off to endgame content at all because it became this point of not like play the content learn things about the content but like i'm gonna teach you how to be good at this game and i'm gonna groom you to do this thing and like if you mess up i can i have the license to get furious with you um if you dare to speak out against me i have the license to make you feel lesser and terrible in every way that i conceivably can and so like it is one of the dangers as well of our space especially in mmos it is one of the stresses as well, and learning how to set your own boundaries and navigate that, whether that's just a toxic person, whether it's something more insidious, like these issues that we're seeing, whether it's the incredibly stressful political climate that brings out moments with people that reveal opinions that literally could be something that could cause you harm or death, whether you are, you know, a a person of color. Um, I use that term loosely. I know there's a lot of discussion right now about it even being something that is like a good term overall. But like, or being lgbtqi plus or being uh, you know um identifying as a woman or being you know anything in a like those things really do affect and you have to be careful especially in mmos because um they they can make you feel unsafe in a place that is your safe place
3: 100% i've <sighs> one of the reasons that you're not seeing me right now is because i want a level of separation from the scrutiny as a as a female creator you're either you're pretty so everyone's only there for the to look at you and they're, they're going to simp for you and it's you're a boob tuber or
4: a boob or tuber, you're, I'm not boob tuber.
3: yeah there you go okay. and i i, I vocabulary I to educate <laughs> i love to educate
0: thank you very much
3: or, or you're an ordinary looking person and therefore every comment is about how ordinary you are. Mm. And I don't I don't want that. I don't I don't want to even get my foot in that. I, I don't have the mental bandwidth to deal with that in my life, which is why I want I want people to come to my channel and interact with my content because of what I think and how I and how I present my content and the con the content of my character and the content of my channel, not the arbitrary genetic lottery of the person that i am that i had literally no control over you know it's and I, i've received weird I, I mean i had to block a couple of people because they were literally requiring your services jabra i mean some people are deeply troubled and yeah. and but the rest of it is just weird comments or sexual comments or It's and it's all uninvited. And I I, my rule of thumb when I'm online is I will not do anything or say anything to somebody that I would not do to their face in person in real life. And I, I I wonder what you guys think. Let's derail it completely with the fact that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter Yes, there we go. There it you're is. Really, you're really <laughs> going
0: away again. I'm I like gonna have to, like, I, I mean, I've. I...
3: Do Do you think he could help people's mental health by actually? Because he's he's talking about having some sort of accountability, right? That uh, stripping mm-hmm. away the anonymity, which I think is an incredibly double-edged sword, because a lot of people, especially in uh, a lot of gay people in in fundamentalist communities, protect themselves with that anonymity. A lot of journalists protect themselves with that anonymity. Imagine being a journalist in Russia at the moment trying to actually talk about the truth of what's happening in Ukraine. That anonymity protects them. But then again, there are also an army of bots and hate munch merchants who, who are just spreading this flame, fanning the flames of, of dissent for profit. So I, I am... And I think it's and, and in social media, it is destroying people's mental health. You look at Instagram and the stats for young women and young people in general, and the, the gender dysmorphia and the. It's. I, what do you think? Do you think that this eccentric, lunatic billionaire will have a positive outcome on the landscape, or do you think it's just going to be a dumpster fire for for mental health even further? Well, I think
2: this isn't even an issue of Elon Musk specifically, right? Like, let's let's talk about games, right? Like, look, I can, I will connect these things together in whatever ways we can, because I love the topics that are being brought up, even if, you know, we go around. But, like, we were mentioning, even before we went live today, everything that's happened with Blizzard, right? And obviously, that's a whole other big thing. Um, Talking about this question that Jebrod posed, like, what are stresses within games? Talking about uh companies that are taking action like guild wars 2 to actually say something stand up for something make visible distinctive change in their own companies like Elon Musk is very prevalent in this discussion about Twitter is very visible right now. But when it comes down to it, even in our gaming communities, um, when it comes to the environments, the tone, the content, the financial support, the backing, all these things, right? The idea of one eccentric billionaire, it's like, this is a thing we see everywhere. When you look at like the extent to which the actual board itself of like Blizzard, for example, has these bizarre, weird, like, I'll just I mean, kind of like weirdly incestuous relationships with one another and not like literally, but in the sense that like who was overseeing and protecting this company and why were they like, were they or weren't they accountable for their whims, decisions or lack of action? And then you look at like how they're protected in other ways that have kept them from facing consequences. Like, again, we cannot fully separate politics From any of the platforms, games or things that we engage with, all we can do is learn and educate ourselves, arm ourselves and protect ourselves and look for companies that are making different decisions, platforms that are making different decisions. But as you're pointing out, Fornax, it's very difficult when we have very visible platforms or very popular games or very, you know, that mean a lot of things to different people or are outlets in many different ways for people. Um, whether that be connecting to a community, whether that be advocating for a cause, like you're talking about reporting uh, with the level of anonymity, whether that be um, any way, right, that people use these platforms, but also the more negative sides of both MMO online spaces, but also social media and the communities uh, broadcasting and everything that encompasses that, right? It's not just a matter of Elon Musk. It's the fact that, like, we have to turn a critical eye on every company and or every person that is an eccentric billionaire that seems to have power over platforms or games that we that we participate in um because there is real harm that is done uh, in many ways um so i so i guess my next
3: question is as as you what role if any does the government play in overseeing these platforms to make sure that the mental health of young people is protected. I don't know if we can address this Graham, You this, might is, have this to... is a bit
0: this is a bit out of the scope. I, will, I, up. I, I I am I apologize I apologize. It's okay. It's just a bit out of scope of the podcast and it's it's getting to a point where it could be very there're going to be many different views and we're just we're just getting a little a little bit away. And I <laughs> I understand that it is very we had this conversation we were talking about this before as well. Um and it, this is the thing; like, it's all mental health oriented, and I and I get oh. that. Um, I'm trying to it's, keep it. It's a
3: deep and complex topic. I apologize. I, is an I like, area politics... that's worthy of discussion, but not here. I oh, apologize. Of,
0: absolutely, no, no, no. You don't have to apologize at all. Um, I would love to have this conversation. It's not like I don't want to have it. It's it's just keeping it within the scope of what we're talking about right now. It's very difficult because that one question could be the title of one podcast that could go over a series of podcasts because politics and our our views of politics and how they're important and whatnot the, the one thing i mean is and again you, what um rookery is saying almost called you the chess one um <laughs> it's, it's been so long um, yeah. in yeah a time long 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 ago existed a bird of chess and that was a thing um <laughs> i could i do intros for people uh it's fine so but <laughs> well, i think about politics the 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 thing is is not forgetting that all of this stuff is linked in with our stories and our games and everything else and obviously you know like this is another place where people find escapism and people of like-mindedness as well as uh empathy and um community and belongingness word um <laughs> there's a better word than that but that's the one i chose in games to escape people and things like Twitter at the end of the day if Elon Musk is going to be the way just to kind of nail in the coffin that one for a sec if Elon Musk is going to be the way he is in that place and he's going to create an atmosphere which is not safe people will leave Um, people who are in that place where they can't leave because they might be addicted or feel like they can't pull themselves out of that world hopefully they find some help to to do that Um, And I know that for what we do specifically as people, we will have the choice ourselves to be like, do we want to be using Twitter as he is the representative of that with his views, uh, depending on how we feel about him uh, and what he thinks, because there might be some good ideas. But like you said, there are two sides to this there's anonymity anonym, eh, I can't even say the word <laughs> anonymity know, that's the one of people which is so important and is our freedom mm-hmm. and on the internet it should be a place to be free but that anonymity eh, the word also harms people because we cannot hold people accountable for the abuse that they give other people as well so it's it's a freedom but it's a freedom that is also abused heavily Um, and is part of what happens in America every day Um, you know and so it's like it's a plus that we should be free but freedom of speech is very different now as it was like five years ago or even two years ago you know like freedom of speech is a very different thing because freedom of speech isn't shouldn't be about hate you know like you shouldn't be free to say I hate this person because I don't think that's okay etc like we shouldn't be hating people that's just not what should be happening freedom of speech should be you know putting an opinion across about what you believe i get it but not hate speech that's not what freedom of speech is about now and i think he I, is of a generation where he has no idea what the fuck that means anymore uh, and he's complete and he's so rich that he is above all of that he's his cloud and they and i'm even going out of the subjects as well because i've got strong I, feelings But, you know, I think this is
3: a place where you and I actually might have a different opinion about hate speech than some of our American cousins in chat, because in the UK, hate speech specifically is illegal. You can you can be prosecuted for hate speech for inciting violence and hate speech. And, it is a, and there are protected classes, classes under it. For example, okay, community, women, BAM, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a British way of saying um, ethnic minorities and uh, people um, from di- diverse backgrounds who are not the majority here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of Americans specifically will be very protective of free speech, even when it can be incendiary. So, that would be the title of the next podcast, if you
0: like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's different here. I've, you, you learn that everything is different here. You learn that America is a country, but then they, each state has its own specific nuances and laws and heaviness on those laws and vision towards drugs and legal, legal, legalities around that and driving laws and all these different things which compute, confuse the ultimateness out of me um one thing i do want to do because i have not heard from crew for a long time mm, is bring proof oh. back in somehow <laughs> and like see what you think about I this i just we, enjoyed listening i mean i I'd, I'd feel i feel bad that we've not pulled you i've not pulled you back into this so i'm going to ask you one of these questions uh okay. unless you wanted to say something um I did actually say, like, given the... This is actually a question in here, so it's not even my fault that we started talking about this, because um, one of my questions was, given the political climate and struggles our world is facing, what do we think games provide? Are we safe spaces and etc. We kind of talked about that. Um, but I want to know what your inventory looks like, Griff.
1: Oh, my inventory? Okay. So, <laughs> I went through phases of having unkempt inventory that was just a mess, So I've been there. (laughs) Certain characters still I've not given much attention to. However, I think that I have more of a... Half and half concept of like sometimes I'll let my inventory accrue stuff and then Mm. I'll have moments where I want to do some spring cleaning. There's a motorcycle going by right now, so I want to do some like spring cleaning and then I know when you tell us, I'm like, like,
0: yeah, that just adds to it. Like, yeah, Yeah. just let us guess. I mean, mean, it could be more fun. (laughs) So I
1: continue. Oh my gosh. So I go through through um, moments of needing more. Uh, structure Uh. and clarity in my inventory but i'm also i wouldn't say that i'm like a clean freak where i everything (laughs) has to be like absolutely here every at any given point so i i kind of follow in my normal day-to-day life where i let things get dirty and let things be sloppy not stress too much about it but i have my moments where i you know clean up after myself to have some more order
0: very balanced order is the thing there (laughs) um like uh so there are some so the reason why i asked that question is uh know, there's someone on the- <laughs> you okay though?
1: are you gonna be doing some like freudian analysis of like how my life is depending on my inventory setup am i more of a person who enjoys long walks on the beach or do i prefer more carnival rides <laughs> i
0: like those are the extreme options we have: walks Sky in the diving. park or like and carnival jumping. rides. Really?
1: <laughs> Can I be bungee jumping that, while walking on the beach? I think
0: that was I more. Know. I think that was more insightful as to your life than anything else I could pull out of your inventory. Mm. To be, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. amazing. Um, okay. I, well actually funnily enough and there's this great creator on um tiktok and uh, i might try and pull up a, a clip of him actually sorry them um and he talks they talk about um I, I spoke about this before the the podcast and it was about um playing thing playing different games to teach different things or to uh give examples of what's going on um and he was talking about adhd folks and he was talking about why is it that you skip the tutorials um and skip like structural parts of games and like what what is it that that's bringing up for you that is is maybe difficult for you to think about or look at or even to even imagine happening um what about teaching a kid or teaching an adult specifically it's actually been talking about adults more Um, about pvping in a game like mortal Kombat and being um, being being able to be humble in losing against someone who is better than you at something and also playing things like elden ring and learning how to be patient and how to breathe and how to play games where you know that are very very difficult and challenging and you will come up against a wall no matter how many times but every single time we do that on me, you're able to learn a little bit more. So I drank some Coke and it's like I'm burping uncontrollably. And like how <laughs> you
1: can. <laughs> god, I like how you threw it away. Let us hear Jebro.
0: Oh. No. And <laughs> it's rude, I'm English. Um, <laughs> and how you could basically learn these ways to, to p- be patient and stuff. And I, it's really, really true because ever since I stopped playing, uh, I started playing Elden Ring on stream recently. Wonderful game. Uh, I know Chris doing it as well. But, you know, I even thought about these things while I was doing it. And I was like, okay, I need to... Because like, I get really stressed out when I play games like flipping these... Get, like, these games are really difficult bosses. I'm like, why am I playing this experience? It's awful. And then I'm like, well, actually, the combat's great. The game is beautiful. And if I just, like, learn some patience here and I keep trying to think about this in a different way i wonder how well i could do and i was starting to like do a lot better than i was like in previous games and i was like damn i'm actually like learning i'm like progressing and i feel like i'm actually like learning some new stuff about myself even just like 40 year old man playing elden ring and i was just like wow so what? i wonder like what else can we learn from like the games we play um and the different things and like inventory is one of those things you know how we manage that and the items and like maybe even some of the stuff we place value on in our inventory and the things we keep you know like i for example i've kept like i know that i'm a very sentimental person so i've kept things like those e- Evan Nash blade tokens from like you know way back in the day and it's not because i don't can't be asked to get rid of them it's because of my sentimentality like it's because i mm. like to have the the memory there of that thing so that reveals a little bit about myself um, and even just management, and also the the hecticness of everything. Like, my life isn't necessarily like that all the time, but it can feel very much like I'm doing a lot of things at the same time. Like, I've got you know all of these bags over here that I haven't opened because you know I've got all of this stuff here, and I can't address one thing because I need do. I did took a couple of these bags and I opened those, but then I was like, oh no, there's a pretty thing over here. I've got to touch this one. I've got to do that, and that's very much what my life is like. Like, I have got so many things going on in my life. I'm like, I do a little bit here, a little bit there, and I never finish anything. And like, <laughs> it just feels so incomplete. And, like, I've got this podcast today, but it's also my respite from the rest of the studying, housework, everything else I have to do in my life, which is, like, you know, all of us, basically. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So there's these little insightful kind of peaks into ourselves so it's interesting to learn and to and to think about sometimes that's what I, kind of why i asked that helps
2: my inventory is a disaster <laughs> uh,
0: that means you are a disaster of a person uh, yeah. done um, <laughs> I'm
2: well it's it's interesting to me okay mm. so this is this is like a very specific thing to me. My inventory is a disaster. I think there's many reasons for this. One, that I grew up playing CRPGs, so the idea of holding on to everything to the bitter end of your existence because maybe at like 50 hours into the game, there's gonna be some stupid medallion you picked up in the first yeah, chapter that yeah, unlocks yeah, an yeah, entire yeah. secret, yes. yeah. So, part absolutely. of it is that that I grew up with that mentality where you hold on to everything until you literally cannot get rid of it. Uh-huh. Um the other part of it, weirdly enough, and I actually do think it's it's interesting that you asked this question. It's kind of a joke now, like a running gag. I know it is with you too, Jeb, and on your channel that the inventory is a disaster and everything oh, yeah, teases absolutely. you. And like, I'm fine with that. Um the greater level of this, weirdly enough, is Yes, context, <laughs> and you know that we can- no. The greater level to this, weirdly enough, is that, like, my anxiety brain- so, like, for everybody in general, everybody's anxiety is a little bit different, but my anxiety brain does this thing where it keeps a running list of stuff 24-7 at all times. Like, these are the things that have to be done- It could be pick up a sock from the floor all the way to make a super important appointment. It could be like any it doesn't even matter. It could be a clump of dust that I noticed in the corner of a room that I keep thinking, oh, I should probably like get our little our little um, Roomba to clean up or something all the way to like i don't know um we have to do taxes so the scale of importance doesn't matter but the high level of anxiety that i feel at all times for every single thing on that list no matter how small or how big is like the same bizarrely high threshold so when i started to parse apart like why I was in a deadlock so much about certain things. Like, I can't get anything done that I seem to need to get done. And also, I am constantly at, like, level 100 on the anxiety scale that I've just made up in my mind. And yet, like, when I would sit down and you know be talking to somebody and be like, I'm so overwhelmed. I have all this stuff to do. There's that one weird clump of dust in the corner that I still have not gotten. And for some reason, my anxiety is telling me that because that dust has not been cleaned up, I have failed at all of my life and also i didn't make five youtube videos this week and like so so i started having to prioritize like really rigorously what actually mattered and this was a lesson that i learned from my partner who had to do extensive um therapy for dealing with anxiety where you can almost like make these lists or categories what do i need to get done in the next hour what has to be done within a day what has to be done within a week what doesn't matter when it's done and even just starting to prioritize things in that way freed me like not that i don't still struggle with this but it freed me from the literally like deadlocking anxiety that would make it so that I was incapable of doing anything because I'd start prioritizing and putting into these boxes like Will we be in trouble if I don't do this in an hour? Will we literally not eat if I don't get groceries tomorrow? Will we not? Right. And when I started to actually try to create clarifying context for like the importance of certain things, even if my anxiety brain was telling me otherwise, I started to be able to counterbalance it. And one of the things in in games, uh, this will sound silly, that I started to realize was causing me bizarre undue anxiety for like no reason because it was this one extra thing that I had to constantly maintain or do. Or like if I was on stream, people would make fun of me for it. And like, I felt bad that I didn't have the thing that I was trying to do. One of the things was my inventory. And I reached a certain point where I went, does this affect truly anyone other than me? Is it going to stop me from playing the game? Is it going to make it so that like, yes, sometimes I'm going to have to do a weird little moment. But for me, the idea of cleaning up five things from my inventory to free up slots right then in the moment when it happened was far more doable for me than the weird." anxiety lock that I would end up in when I was like okay well now I'm gonna log in but when I log in I have to take an hour and a half to clean my inventory and go to the bank and do the thing and it's like it's just a weird silly part of my brain (laughs) but I decided I was like this is the dust in the corner I do not have to worry about this (laughs) and that's where it went and it has stayed there ever since and that's why it's a disaster truly and honestly (laughs) There's that.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't really know what to add to that. I kind of like that. Yeah. What is it? What is the actual? That's a good way of it. you. So you adjusted your kind of thinking there in a way that was really, really helpful. That's good. Like, how is it going to affect me? Is it going to affect? Like, does it matter? Like, does it actually matter? Like, how? And then almost it sounds like you pulled that from real life and also to the gaming world. And it was like, you know, I had to, I started to organize my stuff here a little bit more differently. And that came into my inventory. like, but it was like, okay, it's still messy, but it's not the end of the world. And I can still do the things I need to do within that, but it doesn't have to be perfect. And also that idea of what that perfect is, is someone else's idea. For me, this is perfect because this is how I manage it, and this is how I know where my shit is, you know? Like, I know my Evan Nash Blade coins are up there in the top right-hand corner. Yeah, I totally (laughs) know where everything for sure. Sometimes. I mean, (laughs) it depends. But, like, you know, at least you know the area, I guess, the rough area a bit, or it's still there, and you don't feel bad. Because I I get this thing where I feel bad if I've gotten rid rid of something. Like, I'm going to regret it. So there's something that's there about... You know, um, getting rid of things and feel feeling guilt for getting rid of it. Like there's something there about that for me. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. Is, uh, how about how are we uh, for next? How do you how do you feel about the whole? How's your inventory? Uh,
3: depending on the day, it's a dumpster fire from hell, or perfectly <laughs> and utterly ordered to within an inch of its fucking life.
0: Well, and next you actually can catch me on either stuff. day. <laughs> yeah, we've seen all your inventory. Actually, sent us. Screenshots. I
3: thought it was a homework assignment. I'm no, like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to send my screenshots so that he can show my
0: to each account. And it was very good in all the MMOs. And there I want no my fucking difference. gold
3: star. I want my fucking gold star. You, get gold you deserve star. it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Congratulations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, how is it? Is it? Is it good? I'm not going to show it on stream, but is it good?
3: Uh, I just, I had to, st- I, I'm very much. With Rook, I had to stop caring. I, I, I have props so executive function. ADHD is really weird, okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can be like on the ball so much, and your focus is like you're like a fucking god, and you can just <laughs> do it for hours. And then the next minute, you're like wandering down the street. A butterfly walks past. Two hours have suddenly evaporated, and you don't know what, what where. It's 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 awful and funny and um, i drive my my husband insane with it i he can be literally talking to me and i'm just gone i just i just i've just nebulized in front of him and he has to kind of like pantomime to get me to, to talk to him again it's endlessly frustrating for him and he deserves a medal all by himself um but yeah i, I, I don't know i just i've decided i've got so much bandwidth of fucks to give And I am giving no more of them to things that don't matter. What actually? you are here. Yeah. That's that's probably yeah. Yeah. Pick pick your pick your battles. Right. Pick your battles.
0: Pick your battles. That's actually a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go. That's it. Exactly. So people, when you start judging them on their inventory, (laughs) just remember. that's right that's right i'm gonna take us on to uh not that just anyone just remember people that. are
1: dying kim
0: yeah there you go uh what okay I'm
1: <laughs> gonna... the people who get it get it and the okay, people who and, don't like, rick has
0: already said that they're behind on their memes and i am way behind on um, that one i'm pretty
1: sure i got that that's from
0: keeping up with the kardashians on. yes
1: yes it is
0: i don't know anything because <laughs> i really don't like <laughs> I mean, they're awful uh <laughs> I'm sorry. They are terrible, but um, anyway, I'm going to show this. I can't remember whether or not this is going to make my point or not. This is uh, actually, I'm just trying to make sure my, our windows are looking good. Make sure we're looking good. There we go. That's moved it over. Uh, if you have not followed uh, situational therapist on TikTok, they talk about many things, which are awesome. Um, Let me see if this there are is.
1: times where they get to places in video games and they just stop. Like they can't get past it, and they stop, and they go look at tips online. They ask other people M- for help. Who's got the worst and they just don't I've still got my
3: nixiest stay scale cloak from Vanilla in WoW my in my, my bank, so I can't. I can't. Who, so I think that I should win the whose inventory has the most useless crap. Okay.
0: Are you watching? This? I was just showing the streamer video by the way, and I didn't say that. That was just probably why I didn't get that. But I was. like... <laughs> <laughs> But when i was
1: like
2: there's this weird silence <laughs> yeah,
0: so I, I guess like, i'll just fill it yeah, with yeah, yeah sorry i didn't <laughs> say anything i was just showing a video on uh tiktok and he was talking about he's got control and he's talking about um I actually can't remember i just completely lost it um but there's the, go and follow this person it's the situational therapist if you want to think about like they talk a lot about um i think they are still working out their their place and they're they're definitely talking out, out a lot into the void about how they use video games with adults specifically and like adhd uh, and other stuff but they're, they're really really great anyway we're not going to watch this massively long video because i just realized it's really long um i can't find the thing that i was trying to find so ending that but that's the one person should go for. if you wanted to think about video games and mental health that's one person to follow for sure there's loads of people who are great on tiktok there's also people who talk about mental health on tiktok who are a little bit more <laughs> Out there, <laughs> I would say, in the world of things, but they, they're fun, I guess. Um I love TikTok. I know you do. You enjoy it very much. Um okay.
3: I love Frank Green on TikTok. He's hilarious, yeah. Huh. I don't, know. I don't <laughs> <use
2: TikTok. laughs>
0: Oh, I watch it when I get into the bathroom. Like,
2: I only if somebody <laughs> sends me a funny TikTok, I watch it. I like to watch TikTok compilations on
1: YouTube. <laughs> That's a good way of getting
0: it too. I don't watch it a lot. I, usually, I watch it for the mental health stuff. I follow four people. One of them is a the guy who screams and stuff. Like, he's just like he does the Autobot voice from Transformers, and he <laughs> he basically just does silly random stuff all the time. He's just like this American farmer and he just runs around like it falls over stuff. I follow a couple of mental health people and the guy who does loads of voices from Elder Scrolls. <laughs> like, that's it.
2: That one is good. Like that five one is people.
0: good. i got like five people to follow. Um, anyway, I'll have to show you. I've shown him on stream quite a Oh, and the Canadian guy who lives out in a swamp who has a small little... And basically, he starts off every single video. He's like, he's the best. He's so good. Like, for your mental health, he's like, hello, buddy. How are you doing? Let's sit down and play some Super Nintendo NHL 1993. And then like he gets, like, some pumpkin out and stuff. And he starts cooking, making this pie on a fire outside in the swamp. And I'm just like, man, I want to be there with him and his dog. Sorry. You did
2: eventually. You did bring it back to mental health. Yeah, I, yeah. Know, it was I always so the, like,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. is like, <laughs> burn down the government, and Jeff was like, let me tell you about this cute Canadian man I watch that hangs out in the woods. <laughs> Like and this
3: is our <laughs> mental health podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Both are cathartic in their Both own way.
0: Artists. Yeah, no, yes. no, I will I will play this at the end of the podcast for everyone. <laughs> I will find him. What is his name actually? I can't remember. I know where I'll find him. Um Thank you. Yes. It there was it's definitely it's a mental health. It is actually a mental health thing for me, for to be fair, to be honest. I, I think the comedy is and also calmingness. Uh, and there's definitely things in the game in Guild Wars 2 which which do bring me calm. Like, if I think about... There's one specific spot in the End of Dragons, which is very, very nice, uh, on the water where you can fish, I think I've talked about it before, it's where I've made a video for Hero Point, and it's in the southwest side of the map on Echo Road Wilds, which we were talking about last week, Uh, and we go... You go west, and you go underground, and you get the Hero Point, and then you go past there, and then it's just like this big massive circular um, stained glass window it kind of looks like a, as if you were in the back of big ben for some reason because it kind of looks like a clock um clock uh- <laughs> 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 I said clock. It was no, just a very silent. No, you did not. You did
4: not remember. No, no. no, you, you did, did
0: not. I did not remember. You
1: did not. I know you are British, but baby, you did not I say clock. Did.
0: I did say clock at the first. And fact, I did, but it was very silent, and then I realized that that may have been. And then the other three people made it worse. So I, yeah, uh-huh. clip it. I bet you, I said clock but i didn't say clock <laughs> i went cluck or something and it, it sounded like another word which is rude to mm. naughty so um <laughs> <laughs> no but, yeah, many things look kind of like a cock yeah yeah, yeah.
3: Racist against chickens now, do not you? Holy shirt balls. I
0: don't think you can be racist against chickens. I mean you can be chickenness, maybe. I mean that's the, that's what that would be. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry, so so you to be clear, you're being caucist. Yes.
0: Yes, <laughs> I guess so. No. What are you talking about? I've I've got nothing against yeah. anyway. <laughs> like... yeah. And
2: I find calming. I'm just with you. Tell us more about how you find it calming to go to a place that has a big clock uh, in it. I mean, sorry, clock in it in Guild Wars Two. <laughs> and the you water
0: there, boo, is nice. yeah. <laughs> there is very nice. There is very nice, and it's a great place to hang out. And I go there sometimes. Um, yeah. But there are are situations and and stuff in Guild Wars Two. And actually, is is a theory I have about um, PVP. I actually feel like and and this may sound very out there, but I actually feel like PvP conquest and the community that and I'm not saying everyone in play who plays PvP is awful because that's part of my community. Um but the themes and attitudes and the way people talk to each other are very not arena next <laughs> like they just not <laughs> and i feel like they have moved started to like get to a place where they've made it so automated they just <laughs> the people are just gotta leave it and i am not and it's not it's kind of just been left in the wind a bit and actually like your pvp probably is the place which stresses me out the most nowadays um and mm. i don't play as much as i used to um and there is very much these other places in Guild Wars 2 where I don't feel that stress. Like PvE chilling out on my own exploring maps is like the most easy is easily for me the most chill thing to do. And it's mm-hmm. so good because I can especially when it's and this is actually I think this is actually the thing I like the most about MMORPGs just in general. Exploration is massively chill for me. And I think mm-hmm. I feel like it is for a lot of people. Like especially when it's something new that you are uncovering all the time. Uh, repetitiveness is okay and it, there's a level of comfort in that like you can do the thing you can do the comfort you can do the content and you know you can do it and you can get through it all the time cool like raids and stuff if you're not learning but i actually prefer, prefer the experience of learning and growing myself so and especially when i'm exploring places because i'm like ooh, this is a new map like all these and i'm very very emotive on streams when i see something cool um, and i re- don't really care what people think if i get um excited about something i've never given a fuck about that <laughs> let's be honest um and and that's where i find my chill i think a lot um and i think i do get a lot of joy in pvp though when i do pull off a g- game where i feel like i've been very effective in that game uh and i in that competitiveness but i do have a problem with getting a little bit mad at people who suck. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm genuinely just awful in that area. Like, I don't abuse people. I don't scream at them. I don't shout. I may say something on stream, but it's in the void of my safe space where people understand. I'm not horrible about people. Um, but no, it, it's, it's just frustration. Um, and that's okay. So those are the kind of... So I'm just wondering, like, where does everyone kind of have their chill... And I realized that we've been going for about two and a half hours as well. So I'm kind of taking this to a more relaxed space away from politics and stuff. <laughs> but like trying to think about our chill spaces in maybe Guild Wars 2 specifically. Where Where's your chill or maybe where's your stress more?
1: Stress PvP. Flat <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like you have to... Uh, when I go into PvP, I have to accept that mindset for myself expectations. to be in, yeah I'm not going in there <laughs> expecting dandelions and roses I'm like I'm going in there yeah, not yeah, only yeah. to but fight isn't that other awful, people digitally though?
0: isn't that terrible I mean,
1: it's kind of what it's, it kind of sucks to say it, but it is almost expected human nature when you're in a competition yeah, standpoint isn't
0: that awful though that it sucks yeah, I, but, it's um, you're right of, though it is it's like it's not yeah. it shouldn't be good enough it shouldn't be the way it is but it's like well it's in competitive mode and people are wankers sometimes yeah like you and know I it's just the way it is pretty
1: thick skin yeah. you know never touch my body you'll be like oh so i have a pretty thick skin good backbone to go into competitive mode is so wondering start... what
0: we're talking about now
1: <laughs> thick skin, there's a lot of moisture here it doesn't That's work true. That's true. um but i i go in there with the expectation to fight back if i have to so i'm i think i'm also a person who's not easily yeah. you know folded over i i tend to also have that fiery attitude when i'm being challenged in any capacity i learning a lot so. about
0: each other today
2: yeah so jebro get your mind off that clock tower get your mind not everything has to be a clock joke okay Mm
1: -hmm. come on jebro when i'm faced with a challenge i like to tackle it so um yeah i never shy away from a challenge so if i'm in pvp uh it is unfortunate that it happens but i i think i've i am (laughs) I'm always online, so I have expectations of what the internet is. Okay, honey. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. And it doesn't really bother me anymore. But it's unfortunate, I guess.
0: So where's your chill place?
1: Oh, yeah, chill place. Um... (laughs) Sorry.
2: What? Sorry. Okay. There was. <laughs> I'm gonna try and translate what I think just happened. There was a loud noise outside
1: your window that sounded was, like a was really, like a really loud fart. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't know that was picked up. I did just, I did just blow one. and just. Like, <laughs> you were just like,
0: oh yeah, my chill place. <laughs> no, I think someone's drilling so, uh, downstairs. Of us, that is our chill
1: place. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. But, um, I'm talking yeah, about good <laughs> i think the go-to chill place is probably open world but i also really Mm. like strike missions and Mm. raids it's not necessarily super chill but it's a place where i can like go and play the game with other people i just like the current way of balance is even actually last night i almost like hit a wall it was just the constant back and forth of trying to organize a group into two subgroups I don't know why, but last night I was like, I'm so tired of this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, I have a really great time in PvE.
0: <laughs> and is it the people? Because you have a little crew of people that kind of you play with, and then you build up on that with LFG, right? Because Sometimes,
1: people. when I'm streaming, if I'm not streaming, I like to practice what I preach. I've been trying to get into that habit. So I'll just, like, pop up an LFG, and it's, like, End of Dragons Daily, looking for all slash flex. And then people come in. But it, it's great that people have, like, the flexibility, but, like, the deluge of, like, I can a lack and heal. I can quickness and heal. I can do Connie. I can't do that. And it's, like, oh, I'm getting overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, so it can be a lot to, uh, to organize. Okay. That's cool. There you go. Some differences there. Thank you, Kroof. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> It wouldn't be a normal crew comment without dab somewhere. Is that full dab or is that half dab? Um that was I was kind love of like this a, dab. You didn't really Oh, that's a Dibble Dabble Dab. That one's fun. <laughs> I'm calling that <laughs> Dibble Dabble Dab. That's the that's English. Yeah, mm-hmm. is exactly. Anywho. The same. <laughs>
1: Back to Cox. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. The mental health podcast continues. Um you're at your place, uh, Grant Herald in uh, Guild Wars 2 and also maybe your stressful place in Guild Wars 2 which which Um, stresses you out as well
3: so stress um, I don't really honestly because I'm very curated with how I interface with the game I don't have a lot of stress places in the game I really don't
0: Yeah, you you Um, curate your experience
3: yeah I don't if it would be um like high-end organized raiding that would be my stress place which used to be when i was younger um a younger gamer uh as uh, my go-to place for fun because i like to organize and i did a lot of raiding and raid leading in world of warcraft um but yeah i don't i i don't i got a note from my mama she says i don't have to do that anymore so i don't do that <laughs> um, um but um in terms of like my happy place I I love the exploration in the game I love the mount system I love flying around on my griffin and just existing in these beautiful expansive environments I think a lot of games for example like World of Warcraft um which I played extensively um until the studio set itself on fire um it, it had a habit of having high end or max level end areas be dumpster fires from hell. Literally, they went to hell. This expansion in the Shadowlands, right? Um, and I found I find um, my mental health is very affected by environment, both in game and out of it. So I have to curate my environment. So I have um, my office, my 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 gaming room where I do all my work, I'm surrounded by flowers and plants. I it's an arboretum. If I took a picture you'd think I was in the jungle of my of my desk, right? Um, so I, I have to like I, I need green spaces, I need bright spaces, I need I need I I I, I don't mind diversity, but oppressive dark places really oh, fuck with my head so i i don't like to spend too much time in them so guild wars is fantastic because it's just even the the, the high-end difficult zones like the the dragon the dragon maps that we have they're mm. beautiful they're beautiful yeah, and the this, this beautiful good. story yeah. yeah oh yeah so... shadowlands
0: must have messed with your headline pretty heavily it's just, <laughs> just darkness everywhere other than i mean it... oh, some of them are okay they're like
3: i mean so the last zone that they introduce ferris mortis is yeah. beautiful
0: mm-hmm. um.
3: But it was, one, I mean, so the the zones, the content has to be engaging. So you can get me in a dark place if I have a compelling narrative to be there, if I have a reason to be there and I feel like I'm doing some good. And I think a lot of games, um, a lot of, a lot of games outside the ones I play are just go in, murder, hobo time, right? You go in, you murder things, you loot their bodies, literally war crime, people, and then you, you 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 skip on your merry way, right? I mean, that's what it is, and that's that's the that's the stereotypical gamer type that gets like touted as as the the subversive gamer, but um, when the, the vast majority of gaming is incredibly beautiful, incredibly. Story-driven, character-driven explorations of humanity and and explorations of imagined worlds, which is what I love, and so that's 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 my happy space. Going, leaving the the the, the crap of the, the the reality behind, and just it's like disappearing into the pages of a good book. Apart from, it's not just like a passive experience; you are literally in a living, breathing world, right? And that's my happy space to just escape. The nonsense that I can't control into an environment which I have more control
0: of. Mm, Yeah, that's that's the one there, isn't it? The environment where I have more control of. Mm, That's a good way of putting it. It's true though, because very old, (laughs) huh?
3: Very old, very wise. No, no, well,
0: I mean that makes sense though, because I think that's what we do, isn't it? Like when we. Uh, feel out of control that can bring up feelings of anxiety depression sadness etc 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 like we will say negative feelings i don't like saying feelings are negative a lot of the time um Mm -hmm. but like you know we seek to gain control and i think you know we can do that in healthy ways or we can do that in very unhealthy ways and like gaming Uh is one of the more healthy ways and obviously as i said at the beginning there can be unhealthy gaming um as there can be unhealthy everything um and... and you have
3: to forgive yourself as well. I mean, if you're if you're having a really, really hard time in the world, and you decide to GTFO and go and play World of Warcraft or Guild Wars Two or Final Fantasy, you are not murdering kittens in a back alley. No, you are t- you are putting yourself in a safe space where you feel protected. You mm-hmm. are protecting yourself. It's a protective measure. So don't mm-hmm. beat yourself up because sure. you're not out there saving the world or marching <laughs> seventeen times this week. Just just jesus christ just give yourself a break you know it's true
0: the only time that that becomes harmful is when that is the only thing you do and that's the only thing you do to for some some people that is the only thing they can do to feel some control and i get that completely Mm. but when it stops you from existing and being able to participate in the real world as well completely um Mm. like in any kind of way and i know obviously people are stuck at home people are stuck in places like Mm. But like, this is a form of getting out of that, like talking to other people, being communicative, you know, we are still partaking outside of that world as well. Like that's, that's healthy. And we do have to do that sometimes. So I mean, yeah,
3: I mean, situation is entirely subjective, isn't it?
0: it. Exactly. Yeah.
3: And you have to cut your cloth according to your means. If if you have massive pressures as a parent, you you can't just drop everything and just get get out you have to deal but you have to allow yourself some time for your needs it cannot yeah. just be everybody else all the time or everything else yeah. all the time and and the, and the feeling i think a lot of the time i think why people are feeling just so desperate at the moment generally um and why gaming is so important as an outlet is because we feel a, a, a tremendous lack of agency in in the real world a lack of uh, our, our views not being reflected yeah. uh, ourselves not being reflected, the vilification of communities unjustly, and 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 to to try and just grab a bit of mental health back and and recharge your resilience batteries, gaming, media, films that can lift your spirit. It, it can it can give you enough energy to go back into the battle, as it were, back into the fight, back into the into the comment section, even if it's just like challenging one person kindly on their on their views. You never Just know. That kindly. might be the one time. <laughs> well, I mean, I have, I have set people on fire in the comments section before, but it is, it has to be. It's a rare person who who elicits that response in me.
0: Yeah, I do that all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, this is my, 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 person. I'm. This is my space. <laughs> like, you can don't be rude to me. I, I do not abide rudeness. As, as soon as that happens, I'm done. Um, I actually learned not to mm-hmm. do that anymore.
1: Not that I did it a lot, but. I now go out of my way to actively like type something up and then immediately delete it.
0: <laughs> oh, I do that <laughs> and all it's the time. Very cathartic. That I do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I reply to people like in my head or on Twitter or in PvP. There's literally a PvP clip of me because I do this a lot. They hit me typing. I never send the message because I get it out. It's like a journal. So, okay, if you don't know this, like journaling is like a massive tool in counseling and like me- mental health to like channel free it's like it's like art therapy right or any kind of creation it's like guilt, it's like potentially gaming <clears throat> um i guess if you p- perform something and you know pvp i guess can be a way of getting out of aggression whatever um but like in terms of journaling like you write something down if you especially if you've got intrusive thoughts uh that circle um you need almost think of it like i said this to a kid yesterday and i'm gonna do it again Imagine loads of airplanes going around your, around like an airfield, right? And you've got traffic control. Those airplanes keep flying around and around and around your head or around the, in the air above traffic control. Those those planes, at some point, there's going to be so many that they're just going to end up crashing into each other and there's going to be a fire in the sky and it will be on the floor and everything's going to go bad. <clears throat> you need a way to channel, to bring back down that plane and send it on its merry right, way, right? And then once that happens, every, the the air around you is clear, and you can think, and you can exist, and you can, and there's peace, and there's love, and joy in the world. This is one of my examples. I just randomly pulled out of the air yesterday. I loved it. I was just like, "Damn, that's actually not bad." <laughs> was just, metaphor is so powerful. Um, it really is, and it's like generally, like you you need a, an avenue for those thoughts, the circling, right? so when when the chat so that's how I use the chat and that's how I use Twitter and how I use other things when people exactly what you said Kruf you know that's very good but I actually sent the message it
4: wasn't PvP <laughs> and
0: it was like it was one of my clips on my channel and it was just like it was not good it was actually it wasn't horrible I wasn't being mean to anyone I was like describing what should be happening on the map and like how we should be doing it because I was like I'm so frustrated right now and i just it wasn't clocked out I can't remember um no that's the damage clip. That's me being very blatant, like just speaking I need more damage. Give me damage. Uh that's very different. But like it's a good way of actually getting things out. Um and actually I think that uh, chats in Guild Wars 2 and other MMORPGs are full of <laughs> it can be really really nice people wanting to help others uh, or you can just see like the abuse and awfulness that can come out into map chats and stuff and pvp again is one of those areas which is not like really great for that unfortunately um because people think they're trolling but then they forget that you know, kids play this game and the shit they talk about is just outright awful and I'm just like oh good lord how are these people still in this game um but anyway
3: can i ask I mean, you a question no. as a counselor yes uh, okay so <laughs> in, term, <laughs> in terms of um <laughs> sorry I that. oh, no, no, that's in, good in, that's good timing in, in terms of curating your environment yeah a certain amount of creating curating is good right yeah you want to sure. you want to make sure that you're not surrounded by toxic people or a toxic environment, and you want to protect yourself. Okay. But when does that kind of inf- uh, inflect over, inverse over into like creating a bubble around yeah. yourself that you're protecting yourself from criticism that might be valid because in my mm-hmm. comment section unless they're telling me they're going to rape me or that they're, they're sending me dick pics or they're, they're just being lewd then mm-hmm. i generally i will leave that shit alone and, and, and people will say stuff and, I, and I'll, I'll my general comeback if they say something weird is we see the world not how it is but how we are so if you think that my content is sexual dude that is on you that's because I ain't putting that out here. This is this is PG, right? Um, so it, no, this when... isn't
0: PG. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> no, this is not, not PG. PG. <laughs> my,
3: but my, you were talking about yeah.
0: your yeah, on YouTube channel. Yeah,
3: my, my content my content generally <clears throat> is <in. laughs> content.
0: You were southern then. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love it. Okay. Sorry. From my, my content. Words, okay.
3: Yeah, sorry, I apologize. Oh, I apolog- apologize, yeah, uh, apologize for, for going where
0: I from I live. It's great there. <laughs>
3: It is lovely. I, I lived in London for a while. Um,
0: it's not lovely. <laughs> where I
3: lived nice. loved London where lived, I lived too. You
0: lived in a very nice area. <laughs> you did not live where I lived. It was not good. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I, I lived in Northwood, if you know where that is. Probably not. Okay, that's fine. Um, so what, 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 what do you recommend as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a therapist or a therapist in training?
0: First thing what I'll, do you recommend? I'll, first thing I will tell you uh, is that, and, and any counselor will say this, is that counsellors don't give advice. <laughs> it's not part of what they do, unless they're like advice-oriented theory-wise. I do a little bit of CBT, but I'm more—I like to talk about and think about the past and the unconscious, which means so CBT is a little bit out of my realm um, of the way I practice. But CBT is more um, effective with kids because they don't have much of a past, um, so it doesn't really work that well um, but it's it's all about talk therapy and listening and supporting in that way so therapy essentially is all about just that, but in terms of like your environment, I knew what you were going to say when as you were saying it and then you got there in the end, and I was like, okay how well I think that's something that just this is an, again a big conversation, uh, and I think you know if I relate to Guild Wars too, and like, and we can say the example of sticking to one thing like a game, like a, um, as the bubble, um, mm. and this goes hand in hand with the conversation of using one thing specifically to deal and not going outside of that. Uh, we know mm. that that can be harmful. Um, it stops us from functioning in a world which where other points of view are also um valid and also not valid but like need to be heard so we can grow as a person and if we become very we can become very stuck if we stick in in a bubble you know think about think about what a bubble is okay like a bubble is somewhere you can't you don't really go outside if you go outside it pops and then suddenly all of the world is available and you will be overloaded um mm-hmm. a bubble is a place which is safe which is nice and cool but at the same time you know you're not experiencing the rest of what life may have to offer um so mm-hmm. it can be safe and awesome but it's all also it can be it can be dangerous and it can be what a lot of the uh, i would say in america the right exists in, and probably the left as well exists yeah. within so that we can't reach out to the other side which is something you were talking about earlier which goes way 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 beyond probably what we should be talking about right now but it's difficult
3: protective but not limiting is is the the advice protective but not limiting
0: yeah i think having a safe space is is important but i think you know we're all unique i mean i as a person me i can i would like to talk about my own life experiences a lot to kind of rather than give advice as a counselor. I always say to a stream, I say, I am a trained counselor and I am a mental health professional. I just am. I should be saying that more honestly. Um, But I will talk about from my personal experience, I take a lot of risks in life um, and I always have and I always will because I want to grow and I want to experience new things and that's how I like to live my life. Um, unfortunately that means there are some negatives to that (laughs) you know I don't maybe have uh, stable relationships a lot of the time because I move a lot Um, which is why I I find online communities wholesome and awesome because no matter where I go in the world it doesn't matter they're still there Um, and that's like a that's just unfortunate it's just the way it is but that's the way I choose to live my life I think because I I realize that being in a bubble maybe like certain people I've known in the past who have been who have had depression who have had uh, suicidal tendencies um, suicidal ideation sorry or um, anxiety and other things that that's really held them in place Um, and I've seen them stuck in that place for such a long time Um, and that's forced me to push myself out of that so I can feel better but that doesn't mean that that that's not advice for people that's me (laughs) in my unique situation bubbles are good for some people they just are they're healthy some that if that bubble is more protective than their upbringing as a child and their attachment to their parents if that was abusive and horrible and unsafe and they're in this bubble which is protective and safe and they've never had that before fucking yes have that but like but like at some point in time if we remove ourselves from these safe places then we can't interact with the rest of the world and i think that's when it can, can become um detrimental at times mm. but that's my personal view that's not necessarily a counselor view um because at i, the end I of the did day, ask an yeah.
3: impossible question i asked you an impossible question to answer because it it's the the topics we're talking about are a 50 thousandths deep um,
0: and yeah, we're, we're kind of
3: skimming on the top of this iceberg you it's
0: know it's Responding to the uniqueness of the people and remembering that every single person is unique uh, and is different as well. Um, okay, all right, Chris, mm-hmm. Kruf. Chris got gotta eject themselves from our conversation.
1: Not yet, not yet. Right. Been a few
0: though. <laughs> we've we've been we've been talking for a while. Um, but yeah, it's a good question to answer, and I would say that anyone that's listening that piece was the daniel jebro piece and not the counselor piece (laughs) because that's advice that i would i'd probably never i probably wouldn't ever give someone advice unless they needed it or in a crisis and unless it was something where you know what kind of interventions would you we could bring to something so like an intervention would be for example um some cbt exercises breathing exercises Etc. etc.
2: Oh, also for everybody here because there was a question in the chat i think it's worth saying cbt oh, yeah. meaning cognitive behavioral therapy that's it
0: yeah yeah so there's cognitive behavioral therapy and then there's behavioral therapy which is very different so there's thoughts uh behavior theory and then therapy and then there's just behavioral stuff where you try to adjust behaviors specifically to change to initiate change so it's very interesting like cbt came from behavioral therapy which is a lot older it's like I'm learning a lot right now because I got exams. So if my knowledge just keeps coming out, that's why. But it's good that I'm remembering this year. <laughs> I actually got yeah, a problem awesome. there. <clears throat> but, um, um I did yeah. want to
2: say really fast that my there were three things from the question because I hadn't uh, followed people, up on that yeah. one yet. So um the uh what's your comfort place in games I actually thought it was really interesting that all of us talked about exploration because that's a big one for me too like I really love just exploring a world like putting on a tv show doing some kind of open world achievement world completion um just going around trying to do all the quests that are in an area I also I really love doing this kind of weird thing where I'll just like I don't know have music on or whatever and I'll just go first person camera and try to do like really dramatic camera shots where i'm like sometimes i'm recording for videos but like more often than not it's just that like i want a different perspective on the world and i want to feel something different about like the content or like so i'll just try to you know get like that perfect shot i'll take screenshots sometimes but a lot of times it's just to like change how i'm moving through the world and i find that really weirdly soothing i don't know why so i'll do that absolutely um that's not photography
0: isn't it i mean you're doing like digital mm -hmm. photography really i mean that's yeah, yeah absolutely
2: Yeah, um, it's funny for me too, because I think that uh, I have found more and more probably because of content creation, I guess, that because I'm on so much, right, I'm sharing so much of my journey with people. I'm talking all day, talking on podcasts, I do raid nights, I'm on comms, I'm talking to people from like morning to night, I found that I have really enjoyed just like not interacting with anyone in like you need hours that
0: time. Yeah. where it's just
2: like mm-hmm. I will do something just by myself in game yeah. and I'll find that really calming um, in Guild Wars 2 I love all of the end of dragon zones I also very weirdly I like to just hang out in Arbor Stone but I particularly like to hang out right next to one Your of the NPC? beautiful dragons there oh, okay. and yes I, <laughs> I do I will go hang I'll go hang out with my NPC um, because I think that sometimes uh, I think you'll probably relate to this Jeb that I Uh, don't always give myself worth as much credit as I should so sometimes now I'll just go and stand there and I am really moved by it so there is that but like
1: with yourself
2: yeah Yeah, like with myself
0: (laughs) my video Um, game self
2: but yeah I just find that kind of a calming area and I really like dragons so I just like looking at them so I hang out with Suwan or I hang out with um, oh my gosh not Suwan my brain is goofing right now the Kunivang? Salt Spray Dragon. Kuna I hang out with Kuna because I think she's beautiful and I really like her character model details, so I'll just go, like, sit there and look at her and then I'm happy. Um, otherwise, weirdly enough, I'm going to add something in because there was one thing I wanted to talk about that I don't think we brought up in relation to PvP. I do find pugging in raid situations, particularly in um, 14, to be one of the most stressful things for me. Mm. However certain pvp game modes um although they have the possibility of tipping me over into like i am too into this and i'm angry and like i like can tell that my mood has tanked because of whatever thing there are also some times where i think i spend so much of my time curating myself in a way when i'm talking to people or i'm on podcasts whether it's trying to be professional whether it's trying to like play off of everybody else's energy whether it's trying to like make the best experience and pay attention to what's happening in chat whether it's being that listening ear for friends or other people that i actually do sometimes go into pvp modes to blow off steam most recently my addiction You're to final fantasy 14's crystalline content uh, conflict i go in alone i do not have my microphone on you can't even talk in the chat in 14's no. pvp and i will sit in here and just yell obscenities at my
3: computer
2: like things that you would never hear me say i would never say to a real person i would never like uh, ever put that burden on I somebody would, i
0: need this video <laughs> I, just for my own personal content can you make patreon a patreon exclusive yeah, a patreon exclusive <laughs> rook goes ham in pvp just audio just or aud- literally just audio i would pay i would pay for that monthly I'm not even joking. That is worth I... more than Netflix. I would do it. I would do it. I'm telling you, chat, tell me, Tell. would you pay $5 a month to hear Rook like literally go <laughs> off the wall? Like just nuts I... in PVP for like I... what an hour and a half every like episodes? It could be every game. Like, you could have like ten, like four games a month. That's <laughs> worth it. I do you pay find $50? it $250. Wow.
2: I I don't know what it is. <laughs> like I I guess it is just because I I try very hard to be a force of kindness, <laughs> you know, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, and I'm not so, laughing at you kindness, of. sorry. So, I no, I
2: know. So actually <laughs> it's difficult. really cathartic sometimes just to go into ranked PvP. And it has to be like a really specific kind of Pv- like PvP. I the only games that I've ever found this in were Overwatch, competitive Overwatch, and this new Crystalline conflict mode in 14. And for some reason, I really like those. I really like when they have the unique classes, characters, the team play, like the strong focus on team play. But I don't like going in as a team. And I just like going alone. And again, I don't, no one will ever hear this unless we have a new Patreon tier. But I will just like, I'll let loose on every person that i'm in the team with bebop will be in the other room and just hear me over here like like yelling like are you here as a dps because you're doing anything but like and i'll <laughs> just like
1: <laughs> scream like, oh,
0: damn, oh I that on <laughs> damn. I are that you dps
1: because you're doing anything but
0: <laughs> i mean i say that a lot yeah I mean, it's just, yeah, because <laughs> that's the thing. That That's great content right there. Yeah. Great but yeah, right
2: I find that liberating in a sense. That and also just, like, there are times where I just need to, like, vent. And I, this isn't necessarily game-specific, but, like... I am that kind of person where like I have a like a strong amount of self-control usually in all situations yeah. it takes a lot to truly make me like lose it on someone like I yeah. have to be in a really bad place you know what I mean like and I have to be really frustrated and really tired like but when it is again out of the context of like actually facing somebody that would have emotional impact I oftentimes have to just vent. And so, like, I will just, like, monologue. You know, I'll be frustrated about something, and I'll go and I'll monologue about it or I'll whatever. And, like, sometimes there are things where, like, in games, like that PvP mode, right, where I get yeah, that yeah. same sense of catharsis, where nobody has to be affected, nobody has to be impacted, like you were talking about with journaling. But that part of myself that I know, I'm like, I cannot responsibly show this to the world like that would be terrible i'd never want to be this person like but sometimes you have to like let those things out or they just they they will come out right or like you will misdirect your anger and frustration so
0: yes projection is a big thing yeah especially and um Displacement of emotions and stuff. Displacement is a, is a big phrase, you know, within theory and like displacing your feelings, you know, elsewhere. Like you say, it was a very, very good point. Like you can put those. You might be angry at someone else, and they could go on to all the things. I'm I'm very conscious the crew has the crew has to go, so I want to make sure that we end the things. Um, but uh, yes, very good points, and thank you, and also looking forward to that Patreon tier very soon. Um, I'm very excited <laughs> to see the flames. Yeah just to just to hear them i mean i think you should i think you should have two cameras one on you and then one on be about like just their reactions to you and <laughs> or the audio it's a blank stare i think so like i like maybe they're throwing stuff at you I don't, <laughs> but like i feel like that would be quality content right there not that you don't do quality content already um, oh yeah thanks dad it's thanks. just an thanks. addition yeah. no I
2: agree clarify. it would be yeah, way I more did... quality if I did that I yeah, agree than right, the garbage did... that I pedal oh, usually yeah, it's... so Oof. yeah know. <laughs> it's so bad
0: um, shots fired shots <laughs> <just> fired <laughs> long ago those shots were fired um, anyway I hope everyone has Crift, do you just have to go yeah. Why are you leaving? Like, us? Do you have to like? Do you have to like <laughs> literally zip? Like you have to go right this second, or have you got time for an outro?
1: Oh, I have time for an outro. Yeah, fifteen minutes would have been three forty something, so I have a couple minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> 340 something for an outro? Like, the <laughs> shortest outro I've done is like 50 minutes. <laughs> 15 uh, <laughs> minutes, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know 50, if we're going to make it. 50. Um, okay, thanks so much for watching this podcast. Goodbye and see you next time. Period.
1: Cool, did it.
2: Nailed uh, it. Great, great job,
0: everybody. <laughs> right, tell us what you do, what well, you do, it, and thank you so much.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Kroof. I've entered my bull cut era. So I will be unstoppable. I'm going to wreak a lot of havoc on the Internet. And I hope you are all prepared. Thank you so much for having me on. This was lovely to hear everyone discuss the various topics. Uh, It was really, really brilliant, as the Brits say. And uh, you can find me on YouTube at Kroof and on Twitch, Twitter, uh, Instagram also, and TikTok. So thank you so much for having me on. Bye-bye!
0: you're a ridiculous person Um, thank you for your insight and uh, awesomeness as ever and your increasingly awesome hairstyles Um, what else would we like to do there's other people there's rookery as well tell us what you do when you do it and about the new Patreon tier.
2: yeah uh so yes you'll be able to catch me raging soon on patreon uh <laughs> i look forward to the support thank you all uh no really thank you all um you can you've heard me talk about this on the podcast you know who i am I'm rookery r-o-o-k-u-r-i you can find me on twitch and youtube uh at the same i'm usually live two to three days a week on my own channel uh, i try to get at least one video up on youtube per week uh and then we uh also do podcasts usually fridays saturdays and and shoutcasting, like we were talking about earlier, so I've been doing a lot of other appearances elsewhere, so be sure to check that out if you're curious, because even if it says I'm only live, like, two days on Twitch, it's very likely that I'm doing a lot more than that in other places, and I try to let people know where those are going to be. On Twitter, you can find me at rookery underscore. Uh, And, yeah, I hope you'll— I'm really looking forward to the Halloween event this year, because um, I have climbed the Mad King's top tower before. I'm sorry. but i think that this year it's going to be really special um so i know it's a few months away and this is a little bit ahead of the curve but i um i hope you'll all tune in when we do it because i think jebra in particular is really going to find this a happy place so i hope you all enjoy um but really on a more serious note thank you for the conversation today everybody i appreciate everybody sharing and opening up talking about mental health is always a big sprawling thing and uh, to get to share any of who i am with all of you it means a lot to uh, get to do that and to have people listen and it also means a lot to hear from all of you your experiences and get to take away from that and learn more about this world and wonderful people and passionate people that are in it so um thank you very much it's a good one
0: okay awesome we're gonna be doing more of it go free more shows actually but it's gonna be one (laughs) show i can't do um (sighs) The Herald, Fornax, and thank you for that as well, um, Rickery. um Tell us what you do, where you do it, and will you have a new Patreon too? Uh,
3: do I do have time? a Patreon.
0: I have one as well? Cool. <laughs> I have about. a Patreon,
3: yes, yeah. Like, people give me money, and I make videos. <laughs> so that's, that's what happens there. <laughs> there so it's much. not like an OnlyFans or anything like that. That's not. It's not like that. Okay. I want to thank everyone. I, th- I want to thank you for inviting me to come on and talk about mental health. It's something that I struggle with, and I I appreciate that more light is being shone uh, shown onto it. Thank you, uh, Rookery, R- 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 for sharing your life. It's deeply impactful, and I hope that you know that you help more people than you see. Um, and thank you. you. Don't make me cry
2: at the end.
3: Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: Make
0: everyone cry. No, don't be okay. sorry. Bring you're beautiful. The you're the wonderful. Tears.
2: Thank you. Thank you. That's really sweet. You're a wonderful human being. And I like I love having you on here. And I love the con- like conversation and questions that you ask, because no matter what, um, I always think they are so thought provoking. And it is really special to get to hear your story. And, um, you know, I'm just always cheering you on. I'm always cheering. I just wanted to say that. I mean, like mental health is a journey for all of us. And
3: um, thank you for being here and sharing those vulnerable things, too.
2: And for yeah. your words. It's very Aww.
3: sweet. I, I, honestly, I, I was—I haven't shared as much as I'm going to when we're talking about the disability because I think it all links in. And I mm. also want to thank Crew for being her, their wonderful self. Oh, you could. Every—it's not an thank episode you. if I don't misgender you at least twice. So <laughs> <laughs> in the I, I
1: use all. You're good. You're good. It's fine. Um,
3: I, and I love your hair, dear. You look beautiful. Um if you would like to um, see my crappy content, it's on YouTube and. Um, <sighs> Uh, Oh God, I'm even on the cesspools of Facebook as well. So if you Crate and Herald everywhere and have fun, that's me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's me. The cheeky little smile coming up on your avatar is still amazing. Okay, then that is going to be the end of the show. Thank you so much as well for everyone that has uh, been on the show. I thank you very much for being vulnerable, for being awesome and sharing things about yourself. I know like people do not have to. That's not something I ask people to do when they come to the podcast. This is up to them. Uh, as I've said many times, I do not do therapy on the stream. I do not do therapy within this within this the scope of uh, Twitch it would not be ethical and uh, you can report me if that ever happens (laughs) I will be fine with that because that's not something I should be doing Um, and yeah Find me in all the places, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I've got a TikTok as well. It's mostly clips from Twitch, but sometimes I put my takes on there as well about stuff. Um, I did a bit of a rant about exams and how I think they're the fucking worst as an example um, and how they make people feel. Uh, And there will be more mental health stuff in there in the future once I become a little bit more confident about putting myself out there as a professional and with opinions that matter. Like, that's just my own thing. Um and yeah, I just really, really glad that we can do this podcast. I really wanted to do something this month. Raising money is difficult this month for me because my presence is not my focus is on school, and that's I really want to put my full force into making, you know, doing something for charity for mental health, so it might be later this year. Um please if you have some any spare cash or anything and you can donate some money, there's loads of great loads of great great places you can do that. Trevor Project. Um, Take This Org, mental health crisis lines, loads of places uh, to help loads of many different people. So please, if you know links, I post them in the comments to this as well. Muchly appreciated. Uh, also, link in the chat. Um, I might put that as well in the description. Uh, exclamation mark! Mental Health Month will be on the whole month, and it's links to see the awkward stuff. We didn't get to talk about that much, uh, and also resources from Take This for crisis and uh, just mental health resources stuff, which is fun to look at and uh maybe you can deliver these things to folks you know who are, might be struggling and i'm going to go now thanks so much for watching take care and thank you for talking about something which is um not easy to talk talk about and thank you for chat as well for being here the whole time and listening because that's not easy to do either um but yeah talk about it do the things and we'll see you next time take care uh this was the podcast i'm trying to find music to play on the way out <coughs> Enjoy your face.